Blog Talk Radio. Call in and 
talk directly to us because we certainly would like to talk directly to you. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. So we'll definitely uh, catch your email if you mail it, you know, during the show. Uh, hit us up on the email tip, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is always an option. You can find the show uh, on Twitter at eastcoastcast, twitter.com slash eastcoastcast. Oh, Oh, Finn Balor's uh, <clears throat> surgery scar. As soon as I saw it, yo, as soon as I saw it, you were like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, uh, I was like, I hope he's not winning the title. I mean, I wanted him to win, but after that, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. And the way you saw him have the pile, I was like, oh, he just put his arm back in place. That's yeah. gonna be an really? issue. It's not good. It's not <laughs> and, good. Like, and then it's, like there's a reason some, you can't be your own doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did the he did that pro wrestling thing where, you know Yeah, no, we got no do it like the match just started. Like we have to gotta finish the show. Yeah. So I mean there's adrenaline uh, and like God that thing probably hurt. Like good thing you aren't a power yeah. move guy. Cause, ooh. Could have really been bad. Yeah, yeah, you're not like a scoop slam, <laughs> driven, yeah. you know, where I'm body slamming people all over the place. Yeah, and like, this, we work uh, in Mexican. We work in we work in Mexican tonight. Yeah, everything's on the other side. I'm doing everything on my left arm. Um. Oh, okay. So yeah, so at East Coast Cast is the way to find us on the tweets. Uh, not a ton happening. You uh. Got some action in the last few hours with your your poll, or yeah. polls, um, your t- Twitter poll. Got the good pause. <laughs> You're telling Drew that you hate the uh, the title less today. This was yesterday or something. Less yeah. today than yesterday. So. Yeah. Still should be, but still oh, should be Andrew said. Uh, Balor shouldn't feel bad about relinquishing the title. At least he doesn't have to carry that silly red belt. And that's that was your response about yeah. hating it less. Um, and people were talking shit about DJ from Miami. And they should, apparently. Like, I don't hear yeah. his calls, but the transcript are just like, oh, my God, he's what? <laughs> he, he said what to what? Oh, and Vince Whiteflame, who we talked to last week, <clears throat> he talked about. Uh, I probably after he got off talked about how Finns have to do like that. Man, they have to be do you know military stuff. Yeah, He's going to do that year yeah. military, whatever it is. You know, it's like that in some countries. Not here though. Yep. We get like thirty people to do everything. Yep. <laughs> like hey, you signed up for it. You want to go to college? Um, well, yeah. It's funny, uh, so my, yeah, my college roommate uh, from my uh, 
my who I grew up with, and we grew up on the same street, and we were roommates freshman year. He left after freshman year to go to the Navy, and he just started. You know, we're what, three months apart. He just started today, his uh, next semester of school. So it's like, yeah, that, at UT. So he's back like here. So yeah, yeah, and but he got third. It's never too late. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he never, yeah, yeah. never pay for another class. Like he's, he's straight. Do what you want to be. Uh, but Vince said he did nine months in, in the military police, learned how to shoot a gun and stand around doing nothing for hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. My man, Tuamas, he, he he was like, yeah, I was 18, driving a tank. You know, like it wasn't, like, it, like it's yeah. not a tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like the so way anyway, he was yeah, body, right? Yeah, like, it, like it's some friggin' Pugo. Yeah. <laughs> What's what we do? Uh, so yeah, so that's Twitter, uh, or at least that's the show Twitter. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk C E E Hawk. Uh, she said we're trying to get sued on our last Philly show. <laughs> I hope you got that royalty check in the put that royalty check in the mail. Yeah, well, they're they gonna sign, send the bill to the wrong place. I signed that shit to Shrimp Life Two, and in parentheses Deluxe. <laughs> With the with the e at the end, right? Deluxe. So yeah, so oh oh so okay, so that's Twitter uh, and and Facebook. That's the last bastion of get adage. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash pwtorch east coast cast, or you can just search east coast cast or pwtorch or something like that, and you'll see us. Uh, so shout out to uh, Leon Carolina who uh, liked us last uh, on Monday. So. Uh, big propers to him. Uh, where's uh? I knew this shit was gonna happen. Oh boy. Oh, he's from North Carolina. By way of Jamaica. Nice. Appreciate it, Leon. Uh, now share the page on your uh, share the page on your timeline. Tag your wrestling buddies in it. Uh, what are you talking about now, Cam? What? I'm, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Don't, 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 okay, don't is it headline me. worthy? Because that's, that's, that's no, that's, it is. It's about the headline. <laughs> okay, that's so go ahead. Okay, so um, so you know, um, Trey of course gave out our social media information, and uh, on my uh, on my Twitter page, I did run a poll for what should be this week's headline because a lot of things happen between uh, 4 p.m. Sunday. Uh, and, uh, sure. you know, 9 p.m. here yesterday. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to choose what I think are probably the four biggest things coming out of uh, coming out of SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown. And uh, shout-out to Joe. Honorable mention to that amazing style Cena match because it was fantastic. It's probably the best match maybe so far this year maybe. But anyway, um, that wasn't one of the final four. So what came in last place under big things was uh, the SmackDown titles. Which, um, Which you know, I thought was and looked, totally unfair and had no business being in that. In that, uh, which is fine. Like, who's going to talk about the physical belts? Like, I mean, when all this other stuff's I'm going, on. But, like, but okay, so so okay, so get that one out of there then. But it got zero percent of the vote anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, it didn't. <laughs> like it's, you know, oh, no, it, it didn't. actually did get a vote now. Oh, fair. Okay, so then in numbers. third place was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Third place was the uh, the Lesnar Orton finish. Okay, which um you know 
a TKO finish with Randy getting busted wide open um, after Brock hits the F5 and doesn't uh, finish him. Randy Orton kicks out, and then Brock mounts him and knocks him out. So, of course, what happened, Travis? Two things got an equal share of uh, 70% of the vote. Because <laughs> when you do this for the first time, that's what happens. So, as a headline, equal billing is given to the uh, Finn Balor winning the Universal title and relinquishing it the next night and a tournament being planned to crown a new champion, a short, short tournament. Um, and the other half of that coin being the Miz and Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack last night with Miz maybe delivering the most fire promo of his career and Daniel Bryan having to walk away and take that L. So um, these things are, I guess because they're equal, we can talk about them as they happen. I guess, uh, you know, first it'll be the, uh, the universal title. Um, you know, the, the biggest story coming out of that was, um, you know, Finn Balor went into the match with his shoulder not 100%. Uh, you know, kind of early on in the match, uh, him and Rollinger. Go I'm sorry. His shoulder wasn't, uh, his shoulder had, That's there was a, an yeah. issue with the shoulder. Before. Yeah, oh. he, he had been, he, uh, shout out to Rich, he had a nagging shoulder injury for a while since NXT. Um, and, yeah, okay. he caught the, uh, <clears throat> Rollins hits him with the, uh, a modified buckle bombs where he power bombs him basically into the barricade, and uh, his mm-hmm. arm catches the top of it as he's leaning back. And apparently that he looked uh, back and put his arm out. That That's what, is what happened. People are yeah, not, to like, catch himself. It's and tough like, to be oh, like, "Well, you dumbass, you shouldn't have put your arm out." Yeah, because it's, it's like, man, you're throwing me into this weird, you know, thing. Yeah, I'm, this I'm thing is not that I don't just, in. Yeah, yeah. Like at least I know so, the turnbuckle if it catches right isn't going to like destroy me. But still, yeah. it just so was one of those in-the-moment instinctual things. He put his arm out, and that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, finishes the match, um, which is a really good match, which is, of course, hampered by a literal six-hour show. Um, but, but a really good match. Um, ends up beating Rollins clean to win the title. And, um, you know, reports start coming out late that night, early that morning, that, uh, you know, he's injured. And you don't really know what that means until you hear you know, immediately before the show comes on. It looks like he's going to be out for six months. So yeah, um, and, so you know they, they end up having. Oh, so we still, yeah. you know, it's WrestleMania. Just thinking of it like that, like okay, yeah, which you still be back for Mania. Plays out like that. But right. yeah, so, uh, and and you know, if they say six months, maybe it's four or five, and he can get yeah. something serious going, and it's not. It doesn't well, he's feel on Cena like and has really good medicine, quote-unquote, and the next thing you know, he's back in two months. Um, but you never know. Never, ever know. But, uh, yeah, and then, um, of course, you know, the following night, he has to relinquish the title. Um, we end up getting some qualifying matches for a fatal four-way next week to determine the number one contender. So you have, uh, of course, Rollins, uh, Big Cass, Roman Reigns, and Kevin Owens. They're going to have a fatal four-way match to determine the new uh WWE Universal Champion. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Cherry Champion, as it were, because that belt is really, really red. But it's got that it's texture, really, though. It's really red. Like, it, like, no, yes, it does. Like, I'm just... No, I mean, I don't think it's texture, man. 
Yeah, I just if it was just a little bit of a deeper burgundy, I just don't think. Yeah. And I understand why it's not. I understand the look you're going for. Hell yeah, your colors are black and red. Like I get it, but it's just like oh, like navy was never one of your primary colors. But that uh, attitude era belt post uh, Shawn Michaels pre Smoking Skull was just it was a pretty damn belt. You know, regardless of the color scheme, because it kind of had that dark hue to it. Um, so it's just like this thing could look better, but like to me, again, the solution was Dean Ambrose, who, you know, won the damn top title. Like, why not just put a blue stripe on the same belt and have Dean Ambrose have that belt, and then the red stripe belt comes over to Raw because you introduced. Blue titles to SmackDown to fit their right. motif, so it just like just makes sense. But uh, you know, if things work out how they work out, I, I don't I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I'll say that. I, I, like I said, like I dislike it less. You know, each day, but it's just like they could have yeah. been more. You know, so yeah. My my thing is like I, I find it interesting, and I don't you know. I'm I'm not a wrestler, nor have I ever wrestled, and I'm sure there are going to be precautions taken to prevent that happening. But like to me, it's just kind of strange that Seth Rollins seems to keep getting rewarded when he's contributing to people getting hurt. You know. Um, and is me, that a kayfabe thing or? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, even on television, like. No, 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 no. I'm saying, are you are you saying that like kind of like kayfabe, or do you mean like <laughs> like for real? Well, that, for real? No, he, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be punished per right. se. But I mean, like like at least like the the third time that's the third time that moves hurt somebody. That's three. And who was the third? I don't. I Sting obviously. It was, it was Cena. Seth, I mean, it was no Cena was the knee. So I think it was just Sting and uh, yeah, I think it was just Cena and uh. I'm not seeing it. Uh, and people Alan keep saying, King. "Well, Sting said it was his fault." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Said, a guy like, throws? Like, no, 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 no! Like a guy has yeah. you, and I, I understand there's cooperation in two, but there, at times, how you take a flat back bump is kind of your fault. <laughs> like you know, like how you land flat on your back is your fault. How you land being from horizontally into a corner, um, without a consistent right. There you know, are like everything's not fifty fifty. Sometimes yeah. the guy does have all most or all of the control when and he yeah. needs to take care of you. And when you're setting the guy up for a power bomb, when he's there mm-hmm. in the air, it, you know, balls in your face. <laughs> you know, that's you're standing on your two feet. You have the control. It's on. You know, most mm-hmm. of that is on you. Seventy thirty. Well, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah. And again, I'm not blaming that, or even going as far as some people, Dan Whalers, I think Eric Nelson, uh, that I saw today or yesterday. Like the move just needs to be, he just needs to stop. There's plenty of moves and blah blah blah. Even Wade, yeah, he didn't that's how I feel. specifically like, say stop it. power bombing or stop using the buckle bomb, but he talked more in the sense of Bailey, or Charlotte and Sasha. He says it's time for them to tone it down again. And it actually, that goes against and for, like, Miz and against, like, how Brian's characterization of the soft WWE style and all that kind of stuff. So, there's a lot there, too. I just thought, like, they were doing ridiculous stuff. I thought Sasha and 
uh, Sasha and uh, Charlotte. I was just like, this is like, this is too much. And, and you know, we had, I had this conversation with Shahid, like, and you know, he did, he asked, and I think it was fair to ask, like, do you have this issue because they're women? I'm like, no, I just think they're, I think they're doing too much. And, and it's not because they're women. Like, like a guy like Cesaro, who I think is really good, wrestles a power style that I don't think is like dangerous, like what they were doing. Like, and Sami Zayn, who's a smaller guy who does some high impact stuff. And even Kevin Owens, say for like that, uh, the kind of avalanche driver that he does off the top. Like, I just think, like, you don't need to be doing middle rope razor's edges into Hurricane Ronas. Like, you, you don't. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Um, and, like, the Cruiserweight Classic, which is on right now, I do think there are some things, like, oh, drop this guy on his head. But even that stuff is from a standing position and not, like, up on the ropes. I just, like, and yeah, plus, no, like, there's... Plus, on top of the fact that it took so long. I mean, you want them to be safe. I'd, I'd, hey, if you got to take a yeah. whole minute to set it up. But don't do it because you're, you 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 can't make it look good. Like all that cooperation and 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 staying perfectly still and not like wiggling. It's just it's just too much. It's like, oh, come on, y'all, hurry. And again, you don't want to be like, hurry up because hurry up means someone slips and falls and hurts themselves oh, but if, for real. If you but you can't do it efficiently, you shouldn't be doing it. It's not worth it. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think yeah, it's worth it's not, even pulling it off well, the way they did the, phys- the, the final end of that move, uh, the Razor's Edge, Eric Aronim spot, mm-hmm. I still I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth the attempt and the, the, the raising the bar even. Like, now what? Yeah. Because last year they were like, well, we got, you know, Bailey did the, you know, the, the reverse Rana and you took the, be- the back flip spot off the reverse Hurricane Rana. You know, they inverted where, where her back was to her instead of her face. Um, we got to do something to top that. Well, let's do a razor's edge Hurricane Rana. You know, it's based off of the Hurricane Rana, which obviously mm-hmm. they, they feel is a, something that they can do well. But still, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I wasn't even mad like when Wade was like, they need to tone it down again. I didn't want to be like, I wasn't like, what? Wait a second. I just was like, yeah, maybe it's it, maybe it's time to even at least talk about it. Like, why wait until okay. a bunch of? I mean, more people get hurt. Like why enough? It's been enough. It's it's yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not so, with you. Um. So yeah, I, th- I think we're about where we need to be on that. Um. You know. Um. So so the flip side of all of this that's going on is uh. Yeah, Miz and Miz and Daniel Bryan last night. Now. To to set it up because I'm I don't watch Talking Smack like when when the show goes off. I go off, you know. Um, so this is something that was kind of burst um, kind of late last night, like people talking about it. So tell me what I'm missing. Because like the way I understood it, you know, Miz was a guest on the show, and Daniel Bryan comes up. And basically what sparks the conversation is, like, he says, like, he wrestles like a sissy, or he wrestles soft, or some, some type of wording. Like a, he wrestles like a coward. Or he wrestles like he's afraid he like to get hit. Yeah. And... and Miz, like, it's that thing where, like, you know how, like, you with your, you with your boys and everybody snapping on everybody, and you just like, yo, I know this motherfucker better not say nothing to me, because if he does, I'm going for it. Like, I got something for it. I've been saving up for a long time. So, <laughs> Daniel Bryan says that, and then Miz... With it, it was it, the same thing. The way, it was it, they both had something they've been had, they've been really wanting to say. And, yeah, like, and, he didn't want to tell him that. 
And then he flips or it even on not even like, him specifically, just like the industry people, period. Like yeah. as you can, t- this is a guy that's been that's dealt with a lot of shit. Uh, his career, you know, no, we, soaped, we need to acknowledge that because in the locker room I, by JBL, that alone is enough to, you know, you know. Yeah, I'm like, bring that yacht in the work and this story. Because, like, here's the thing to me, talking about the two of them, and again, it may not necessarily be a personal thing, but if you go back to uh, to the NXT days, right? So Daniel Bryan that in it, that is. Season. Yeah, yeah, so Daniel Bryan is, like, the man at this point, right? He's, like, accepted by, you know, depending on who's who you're talking to. as Yeah, no, 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 he was not the man. Yeah, I think you're setting that up. 2010, he was not the man. Because what, he's, what is he by 2013, then? <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> I mean, I mean, damn. But understand, like, because what I'm saying is when I say best wrestler in the world, I mean people who don't look at WWE as a religion. This is – this is who this guy is recognized as, the, the PWIs and the tape traders and, and all these guys. Like he's, he's that guy, okay? So he comes into NXT because the story is, you know, he wants to eventually make some real money, you know, to go along with the craft. So, you know, Miz is his coach, and, of course, they have the weirdest juxtaposition because Miz is a guy who got his shot based off of reality TV fame. Like, that's what, got, that's what got him in the door. I'm not saying that's what put him in, but that's what – you know, that, that, that's what gave him a leg up. So Miz's question allowed on NXT is, I'm in the WWE. I've been a champion in WWE. What has he done where it matters? And at this point, like one week, William Regal jumps in and is like, no, Miz, like, you know he's better than you, right? Like, it's like straight up. And Miz has to be taken aback. Like, I'm here doing this thing where it counts. So – you know, you go back to yeah, but Miz hadn't even. You know, Miz was still U.S. champion. Yeah, coming yeah. off, you know, coming. He had he even done his feud with John Cena, where he kept calling out, where he started calling out John Cena. Had that happened yet? I think no, that was probably before WrestleMania 29, like or 27, I should say. Uh, well, yeah, before but, all that. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, it looks like we lost Trav for a second, which is fine because I got a whole lot of story to tell. So, again... This is all prior to, like, Miz really bubbling. But all he's hearing about is how good Daniel Bryan is. So, when you fast forward a few years, Daniel Bryan's had this WrestleMania 30 moment, which is a different reaction than Miz got at the end of 27. But this whole time, like, Miz has been champion. He has what I think is not an all-time great match, but you could probably put it on a list of really strong Raw matches. With uh, with King, um, the night that they had that ladder match for the title, so like he's done things at this point, and it's translated to you know even if it's smaller movie roles, talk shows, all kind of things like that. So you got to think in his mind, like for somebody who wasn't getting that kind of respect early on, they're on you know some kind of equal footing. Now the knock against Miz has been, and even though I thought he did some pretty good stuff in ECW, he's not a tough guy. Um, you know his matches aren't 
classics per se. He's not taking risky moves, this and that. If you flip it around and look at Daniel Bryan, it's a guy who like literally had to leave the business as a result of him taking such risky moves and having matches like that. So fast forward to last night where Miz and Daniel Bryan are face-to-face. Daniel Bryan is basically like, you know, you're a coward the way you wrestle. You soft and you don't take a risk. So Miz turns around and he's like, no, the way you wrestle, like you do take all these risks. And look where they got you. And the thing that got me was, you know, he talks about, you know, having a love for the business and this and that. And, you know, that's one of those things that for years and years, that love for the business was misconstrued as, I'll put my body on the line to entertain everybody. So Miz asked Daniel Bryan straight up. He's like, so, yo, if you care about these people so much and you love them so much, why don't you get into the ring? Daniel Bryan's reaction is, he's like, yo, if the doctors would clear me, I would get into the ring. And Miz, with just the most fantastic comeback, says, he's like, well, no, but if you love these people so much, you love wrestling so much, why don't you go back to those high school gyms? Why don't you go to that armory and get in the ring like that? No, you can't because you won't because you're scared. And Daniel Bryan just has to walk away. Now, something that I heard today was basically that, you know, there are, there's not necessarily a generation class, but there is a class of, uh, a clash of ideologies where it's basically one side saying, hey, I'm here to wrestle, you know, the WWE style, the style they've, they've basically been fathered for me since NXT days, you know, it's a, it's a safer style, it's a cleaner style, you know, less risk but uh, more reward because I get to go out and perform. And then there's your guys who, you know, come from, they come from a different cloth. They're the, uh, the scrappers and the uh, guys who grew up on tapes and the guys who watch Japan and Mexico and want to go out there and go to the extra mile um, because, you know, they feel like it's an art. It's, um, it's a style to them that they really want to popularize and they really want the world to see. So, you know, you have these warring factions um, that are kind of going against each other. And probably the hardest part is WWE sending Nick singles because, you know, Daniel Bryan, for as much as they didn't want to push him, you know, was getting certain opportunities other guys weren't, um, even at, you know, his, his lack of size because it caught on with the crowd. But then you have you guys like Roman Reigns who aren't asked to do a whole lot of different things in the ring, but they're also not going to get hurt in the ring. And, you know, WWE is not making it clear which of these ways is the right way because guys they're bringing in come from kind of both sides of that card. So, yeah, I mean, it was really not a generational gap, but it was two warring factions, you know, really getting into it. Now, you can't really gauge how that works as far as how much of that was scripted, how much of it wasn't. What I do know is, like, Miz's response to what was going on, like, as a natural reaction, and people have been saying this about, you know, talking smack and even, like, the Raw Post show, like, you're really getting more out of these people than you see you know, on the show because they're allowed maybe a bit more leeway to be who they really are. But for somebody who's, you know, seen this since tough enough days when he's standing in the ring next to Daniel Peter and Kurt Angle's, you know, talking everybody down, like, this is the best thing that I've seen out of him. Like, it was real fire. Now, if he didn't yell at people like this when he was angry, it'd be a bit easier to take it seriously. But, you know, we can only be who we are as far as that goes. So I've been talking for 20 minutes. Let's see if this guy's come back yet. 
Oh, okay. He's resetting the modem now. So <laughs> as I read the messages. So, yeah, um, I'm sure callers will have something to say about that. Now, while we got the time, and again, shout out to my man Joe, probably the thing that should have been on that poll that wasn't, and I think I kind of wanted to shy away from it being another match, quote-unquote, would have been this John Cena-AJ Styles match. Now, uh, I think a lot of people, especially after SmackDown, and then, you know, knowing that John Cena's schedule is probably going to be reduced over the next while, I picked AJ Styles to win that match. I think it was really good. I think, um, like, I still think that Cedric Alexander Ibushi is the best WWE match of the year. So I think it was just stellar and athletic and the near falls and all that. But this was different in that a lot of these matches between top guys are going to have that slower build to them. They build up to the big moves and then it's, you know, kick out of this and kick out of that. And finally we do something crazy enough to where a guy wins. But this was different. Like when I was talking to it, and I was talking about it, you know, with the homies, this was like playing a game of 21 where you had to win by 17 because they came out from the jump with like three stored finishers and were just going at each other like crazy. Um, you know, just AJ Styles is, what, 37, 38 years old? And, you know, if you didn't know that, you swear he was, you know, 28, the way this guy just flies around. Um, and John Cena, like, what can you say about him? Anybody who tells you John Cena is not a good wrestler, as a matter of fact, anybody who tells you John Cena is not a great wrestler is full of shit because, you know, you can make that excuse, well, look at the guy he's in there with. But he does this consistently, and this is what he does. He puts on these high-caliber matches. Now, if somebody tells you John Cena moves like a horse on skates, sometimes, yeah. But, I mean, he just put on a great match. Like, AJ Styles isn't a power guy per se, but, you know, like his speed and finesse going up against John Cena's power was just such a good fit. And, you know, one thing John Cena does better than most, like he can really excel the expression and the frustration while still keeping, you know, his face persona going. And you could just tell as that was going on just how frustrated he was getting with the – and then AJ just shines. Like it's a matter of time before AJ Styles is going to be – and I guess in his case, like world champion, because he's just that good. And, you know, you couple that with the promo that he cut on Cena prior to the match, saying basically, you know, if you, uh, and somebody else, I'm sure, correct me on this. Hey, look who's back. Basically saying that, you know, if, like, no matter what happens at the end of this match, you're going to Because if you don't say that I'm a winner, like, if you don't say that I won, like, you're a liar. And if you admit, that I beat you, like, you're a loser. So he's, you know, healing it up as far as he can go. He's just doing a fantastic job of it. And, you know, he's already got the next title shot at Dean Ambrose. So it's kind of like, oh, it's a matter of time before that guy's champion. Because, like, all he's going to do is put on great matches and heal it up to the crowd and then respond to him as a heel. Yeah, he's doing everything you could possibly ask him for. So, you know, again, who would have thought two years ago we'd be in a situation where, you know, what I personally think is right now the better show because it's more basic, but, you know, AJ Styles is champion on the good WWE show, quote-unquote. So, yeah, we're – looks like a short step from that. I guess, um, you know, touching on some other things from uh, – we're touching on some other things from SummerSlam. I mean, we talked a little bit about the women's title match, which is a really good match. I just think that they, they go way too hard. Um, you know, for what they're getting out of it. And 
again, not because they're women, but because it's a dangerous way to go. Um, it looks like Sasha Banks is out for, you know, a month. I guess they took her off for the next 33 days. Um, after that, uh, of course, Monday night, Bailey makes her debut. Now, you don't know if that was rushed because of what was going on with Sasha because they didn't take her off, you know, looks like because of injury. But now, that thing we've finally been talking about, like the hottest woman act I'd say on the planet, is now on the main roster. It is now on the the flagship show. So, you know, that, that definitely bolsters their ranks. And, you know, I was worried about what happened with NXT, but it looks like they all of a sudden, you know, they got Ember Moon just came up and then uh, I forget what's her, what her name is. Uh, Billy Kay seems to be like a kind of a cool heel character. So they got some good stuff going. And with that, we haven't even touched on, you know, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn with that really, really good Joe Nakamura match where I'm pretty sure Joe's jaw is dislocated because <laughs> Nakamura needs the shit out of him. So, so yeah, hey, coming out of that show, things are pretty good. We got uh, Hello, maybe somebody there. Hey. Hey. Oh, okay. Hello. Here I go. Hey, look at that. Here, here I go. How, how did that happen? Glorious. Got to start singing the Bobby Roode. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm busy about to put some food in the oven, and Travis like <laughs> on the air. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to my. No, you on? I'm like, I'm. I was ready to hit the uh, <laughs> Bogart. You on, man? Where? Yeah, hell, welcome, East, welcome to East Coast Cast, featuring the Texas guy. And a, and a Philly guy that now lives in Texas. Man, that, that, that's how that works, I guess. So I, I don't know the last thing you caught on. I was actually touching on um, – I, I kind of jumped from SummerSlam to NXT. Um, that kind of became, like, the, the focal point of what I had going on. But, no, we don't have to uh, leave uh, SummerSlam just yet. Um, did you hear me kind of talking about the uh, style Cena match? Um, yeah, basically saying it was like a game of 21, but you had to win by 17. And yeah. that's – Talk a lot of people said it's kind of like from the six minute moment, like the six minute mark of the match, they were doing near falls to the end. Yeah, and it was kind and of like just, throwing people cool. off, and yeah, and it was kind of like they worked their ass off. And I've said it multiple times, like the way they're pushing AJ Styles is amazing. Like they yeah. are pushing this man like he's a grown ass man, like he beat John Cena clean, no help, no interference, no fluke. You just beat him. Yeah. And, again, like, I, I think, you know, he already has, like, a main event shot at, at Dean Ambrose. And I'm like, it's just, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen soon. Like, you know, like, I think, like, AJ being champion, like, I don't know if that's, if that's how you get to John Cena's 16th title reign. But, like, I don't, I don't not want to see another AJ Styles John Cena match. Like, I want to see more. Like, I'm not, I'm not sick of that. I think the issue with Kevin Owens was, like, early on, people felt like, well, this, like, Kevin Owens not, has, doesn't have a shot at getting the best of him. But the thing about it is, like, AJ already has that clout to where, like, losing the, John, losing the title match to John Cena when you're champion is not going to hurt AJ Styles because, like, he's already established, like, where he is. Like, he's put on great matches in the company that everybody's seen. Everybody knows his worth, so... Like, if him being the heel leading to the face, like, won't be a thing that ruins him came on top. Like, most definitely. Like, the funniest thing is they're pushing him 
like they used to push Triple H when he first started being a main event hit. Like he, yep. he's talking that trash about he's such and such, and I'm AJ Styles, and I'm better than you. I'm gonna beat up John Cena, and he's going out and beating John Cena. Like, you, like yeah, it's hard. Really like the biggest thing with Hills is you're not used to Hills telling the truth and doing what they say they're doing without any help. Because it's almost like when Hills do that, they're not Hills anymore. They're baby faces. Yep. Exactly. But he's uh, and then like you know the way he was uh. And it's funny, we haven't even talking about it. He gave Dolph the business and beat him clean on Tuesday night. And I think they're, it's not the exact prediction I made, but the things that they're doing with Dolph's character is what I think they need to do. Like, he should be angry and frustrated and want to find, like, another gear. Like, that is what he should want to do. I don't know, like, if it's going to go that route. But, like, yeah, he, uh, and we haven't even talked about the, the length of the show, but I think, like, that match and the uh, um, Ballard-Rollins match were really hurt by the length of the show. Like, I really think it didn't do them any credit because I think, like, those were good matches. It's just you keep somebody in their seat that long, showing them that much, like, it's very hard for them to get excited for. It. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, it seems like everything after the Cena-style match Suffered due to the length of the show because you know they they were in there by. I remember we were talking about it, that match was like it's three more hours to go on this damn yeah. thing, and that's us watching it like that's us watching at home doing other things relaxed. Like I saw that tweet you put out, like you know I spent six hours of my life watching wrestling. I need to reevaluate my life. Imagine, yeah. imagine buying a ticket and seeing that sitting somewhere. What if you got? We don't have to imagine. Before? We we went through it. Sorry, I'll yeah. Say. But it was like talking about how he was like WrestleMania. Yeah, and that was and a lot of those fans probably were there for NXT for how many plus hours, and then knowing they're going to be at Raw for how many plus hours. Like after that Cena, after that Cena match, it, it dragged. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and you know what? Like like not to say anybody's talking on anybody else. That's probably why it happened so early. <laughs> Because everybody better say, Cena in the size of, like, Cena uh, goes up to, uh, to AJ, he's like, dude, like, you need to go ahead and push so you can get this done because uh, I don't know if this is going to hold up all night. I don't know if everybody's going to uh, rock with us the whole night. You need to go ahead and take care of this. So, yeah. Um, that was, uh, yeah, I, I think some things are really hurt, you know, by the show's length, which isn't to say they weren't good. It was just a, uh, like, I think the best thing that happened in that long show was the, uh, like, after the fact was the Rusev Reign stuff. I think like, that accomplished what it needed to. Um, he was, like, not being a match was the best thing that could have happened to that match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because we, it, it probably explains why they had that long match on Raw, and we were always wondering, like, why you going to have, a, like, a full match with two commercial breaks with Roman Reigns winning? Right before the paper, when they have a match, it's like, well, now you know why, because they knew they were going to have the match. And had they had that match, it would have got cracked on and probably would have affected the, um, like, Lesnar Orton match. So using that as a buffer, like, work, even though you got the jokes like, Roman, Roman's getting, Roman's big foot people so much, he has a run in that overshadows the two title matches. Yep. And my response was, well, they didn't really have. They figured that was like the best buffer thing, 
and I've seen a WrestleMania where Candice Michelle Tori Wilson had a pillow fight right before the main event that went after a title match. So it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh shit, what did you? Uh, what did you think? What do you think of the four participants that they have in the uh, fatal four-way match? Like, like of course, the uh, the standout being like Big Cass kind of talking that. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking that'd be a good topic for you guys to do. Like, ask a caller who do you think will win, who would you want to win, and who you definitely don't want to win. It's kind of you can see Seth Rollins being there because he's stable, and you know he's logical, even though, like you said, he's been crippling people like left and right for, for a while like inadvertently or whatever but like I said he can fit being the champ Kevin Owens definitely fit he's like that dark horse favorite people like him he's believable as a champion so you need Roman yeah. Reigns there for balance because it's Roman Reigns and it's still Roman Reigns the big cast for the reach of this Bishop man like and talk I, I, I don't know why because the baby face Raw is kind of thin with Finn being out, and for whatever reason, they don't want Sami Zayn and Cesaro being there. But I do not want to see old Marble Mouth cutting a 10 minute promo talking about how honored he is to have the matches, the title, and all that. Like, no, <laughs> let him let let him let him be, let him become good and great. Give him like two years to become good and great. Don't just push him just because he reminds you of Tess with more hype. Yeah. No. Oh, you know, Jeff Jeff in the WWE style, huh? <laughs> yeah, like that's you know what bothers me about Taz and it's like a contrast to Enzo. Like Enzo might be a noxious jersey douchebag, but you can believe that's actually him. Like he yeah. seems like he seems being like you know, he's like ramped up and might have had a coffee in him, but he seems legitimate. He seems like that's himself more or less. Like I could see him walking on the street dressing like that because you probably feel like I'm going to get ass dressed like this anyway, so why front? But, like, Kaz, it seems like he's playing there, well, it doesn't seem natural. It just, and you notice that like he's doing it. And but you do wonder what he really sounds like. Don't we, haven't we seen him on the uh, bounce back, what is it? The, not the NXT, uh, you know, the, the developmental show they had, Breaking Ground. Yeah, Breaking yeah. Ground? With him and Carmella. Yeah, it was like making waffles, or, you know, like eggs and stuff, breakfast. And just him and Carmella. And, you know, he sounds like, he sounds like a regular guy. Yeah. And, that's, and that goes Not like a guy boy. who has two or one word to describe you. Not like that? No. He's Billy, he's Billy Gunn. Like, we talked about that the New Age Outlaw, and that was like one of Billy Gunn's things. Like, he never came off, like, he looked the part, but he never came off naturally. Big Cass is like, I'm going to tell you why me and Enzo are going to do this tonight. <laughs> How you doing? Like, we got commercials to get to. Speed it up. Yeah, come on. I don't think he's that bad. I just think he sounds stupid. Like, like a, like a moron. Stupid. Yeah, I don't think it sounds unnatural. I just sounds. I think he just sounds like a dummy. Like, hey, boss, we're gonna got two words for you, kind of thing. Oh man, ouch! Yeah, I guess. I guess that's. 
can't and because I know he doesn't sound like that, sure, I guess definitely is a put put on. Yeah. Um, I know you talked about the whole Miz and Daniel Bryan thing. And personally, I love the whole thing because they're both right, in a sense. And really, just right. how you look at it just depends on where your priorities are as like a wrestler. If it's in like the whole style of career. Like, if you look at the Miz, like they both got disrespected for various and Daniel Bryan because he's considered too small and just look Miz because he seems like he's soft and an uh, indie guy. They both got disrespected on the main roster. They both get talked about how they outkick yeah. their coverage with women. Like, and you're only split. And it's kind of like if they were honest with themselves, they both want what the other person had, and they're mad that he can't get it. Like, no matter how long the bitch wrestles, he'll never get that respect that Daniel Bryan gets. On the other side, Daniel Bryan's like, he's, we got to watch the bitch. Like, the bitch is wrestling this punk-ass out, but he's wrestling. He's going to probably have a better quality of life. And he's going to be able to yeah. see that, like, 10 more years, chilling with his, you know, 11, his 11 wife, making that money, doing those moves. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that whole thing was just, I mean, I don't want to say it was unfortunate, because nobody got hurt besides maybe some feelings, you know, but it, it just really was unfortunate that that they both, again, had points. And one just said the the wrong or right thing, and just let him, which was the point. A bit, you know. Th- well, yeah, they both got disrespected and blah blah. But one got disrespected behind the scenes. Miz didn't get come get treated like a goober on TV for the most part. I mean, he, when he lost yeah. his matches, he lost his matches. When he won, he was an obnoxious jerk about it and whatever. He wasn't buried on TV. They didn't, like, break kayfabe to tell you how not good for business The Miz is or how good yeah. for business, whatever. Well, they didn't, they, like, go completely against, you know, this, the, the narrative, that this, the whole narrative of, of work pro wrestling, of, of this work combat sport to tell you, oh, yeah, no, 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 we choose the people. Like, created entire characters in the authority around this idea of, Nope, we're, we we choose who the yep. face is and all that all that nonsense. Like Miz got soaked up in in the lot in the in the shower by JBL or or his crap thrown out out of the locker room by Benoit, but that was a long time ago. And he's put in that uh, there's an entire generation of, of 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 wrestlers in that locker room that he's a veteran. Miz been there yeah. eleven years, so. Uh, it's, it's levels I, to it is all I'm saying. Yeah. They both got disrespected, would, but, yeah. I'll say this, though. Like, they didn't do them favors. Like, even when they were pushing Miz, them on commentary saying, like, how he's a fluke champ and he doesn't deserve it. And, like, Triple H, like, you saw that clip, that gift, like, he comes out there looking for the handshake from Triple H. Triple H kind of like, like, oh, that's nice. Like, get at me when you actually do something. Like, even when Miz was getting pushed, it kind of felt like they really weren't pushing them, and they would, like, kind of get up side comments and burying them. Like, why are you doing it? Like, either you push the guy or you don't push the guy. And it's kind of like they wouldn't let shit go. And, yeah, that, that promo Miz cut was, like, that was 10 years of build-up. Like, yeah, I had to deal with psychopathic Christian while kicking me out because I ate KFC and he liked Popeyes. I had to deal with crazy-ass JBL. I had to deal with all these jokes 
about my wife and my style and how I dress and the whole diva search thing. Like, yeah, I messed up a lot of promo. Everyone has. And everybody, like, pushing Daniel Bryan down the throat, like, why can't you be like this guy? He looks like, who? Like, who? Like, who are you? Like, why am I trying to be like, who? I'm going to smile on my own. And look how y'all treat him. But y'all pushing him like he's a cat's ass. Y'all like, I'm calling control. And Daniel Bryan said that he's setting himself up for that because yeah. we tend to forget about it sometimes. Like, Daniel Bryan is a top I level at dickhead. Like, he's <laughs> over that. Like, he's slick with that. And that whole. Right. Like, oh, he just wasn't was expecting. Like, he was not expecting. Uh, like, he underestimated, like, oh, I'm going to get this line off on Miz, call him a coward, call him soft, or, or yeah, call him a coward, call his style cowardly, call him soft, and I'm going to get away with it, and I'm going to have this laugh, just like I got away with the universal title, you know, Milky Way Tag Team. <laughs> I mean, that was a great line, but there was nobody there. It was just American Alpha uh, kind of giggling and shouting, like, yeah, right, this is silly shit, ain't it? You know, and this time he had somebody that was like, no, 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 no. And had it had it built up for that almost exact, a response for that almost exact criticism. So, and then, and and, and I don't, the whole, the only reason, and, and, and Daniel, just as a whole, like, yeah, you started it and you didn't get the, the last thing. Like, well, I guess you lost. But I don't, like... Like Will was like, I can either walk away or punch the guy in the face. I don't think it was it was that, but he just told the guy. He just pointed and said, "They won't let me wrestle." And then he goes back to, "Yeah, well, you're the coward because you're not in the ring." And he's like, "Okay, I'm either going to yell and scream like I just told you, or I'm going to get up and not have this conversation." Because I, I felt it. Because as soon as Miz said that, I was like, "He just." I did the opposite. I was like, "He just said." You know, you you know this guy would go in there with a damn with one vertebrae left and and do a dumbass no, top rope head dive because he's a moron I mean, in that sense. Was fired out, and when he was like, "All right, well, why don't you go wrestling in the army then?" If the doctor didn't yeah. kill you to wrestle, I thought that was just a that hack line. Like, okay, that's it? dope, but get punched in the face when you go back in the locker room full of guys that took that path. Or were, I don't took that path, but were, you know, but yeah, took that he path. He was in the news when he first saw with Daniel Bryan coming here in Vito. I don't know what you're saying, but, like, it never bothered him when nobody did on the indie. It was bigger than him Clear your mic, uh, Cam. You're, you're a little muffled. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. There you go. But, yeah, like, it, it, it never bothered him. Like, who who did something before they came to WWE? Like, Miz is, again, of the generation where what you do in WWE is what counts. And that's, and that's how he But we understand so, why that argument is flawed and wrong. No, both of their arguments were wrong. That's what made it good. Like, <laughs> they were both Or, or both their arguments point. were right. I, I, I actually look no, exactly. at that. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. saying the it exact depends same on your thing. point of view. Yeah, but right. I'm like, saying there are holes in both of the things they were saying. Totally. That's why because the whole. Me. Like, what do you mean you wrestle like you're, you're afraid to get hit? Like, the whole idea is not to get hit. Or the limit, the limit, how many times you get hit. No, and that was, like, and I never looked at Miz, now. like, yeah. scared to get hit in the face or to do stuff or timid or... No. I, that, like, the whole soft stuff, I thought, it's, like, too... Like, you're talking about, like, you know, laying everything in, wrestling every match. It's like, well, that's a... That's not great. 
That's not something that everybody or anybody should do. It's not like it's it's not the, the I doubt he's talking about his actual you know you know again not wanting to get hit but not wanting to lay stuff in so he gets it laid right back in that that style those guys that hit hard want to get hit hard back usually um so he figures you know hey I wrestle soft with you you wrestle soft back with me it just yeah it was again unfortunate yeah. in some way I'll say this as far as that goes. Like, I know there's a balance in between because we talked about before. I don't have a problem with people wrestling safe because that's smart. Like, Rock wrestles safe. Plenty of people main event wrestles. Like, Bret Hart made it a habit, like, wrestling safe. But it's like, the point is the people think I'm hurting them without actually hurting them. Like, that part's fine. That's the art. Like, yeah, that's the art. That's the point of wrestling. Like, not for everybody, but for whoever. No problem with that. But it's telling where when we had that joke about you picking one person's WWE locker room who you want to fight, and, and most pick the Miz. Miz. And I mean, it's like it's not just it's different between safe and soft. It's like Miz wrestles soft, and like if that's how you do, that's how you do. But it's it's noticeable, and it's always been noticeable, and it's even noticeable. It's more noticeable now because that's like Brian said, like you know that style worked back in two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. When you're doing that with, like, Kofi Kingston and whoever's, and it's kind of like, this is what we do. But when you see, like, Kevin Owens and the Cesaros and, like, American Alphas of the world, like, it's like, stuff changes. It stands out more. Yeah. Is Miz even capable of, of, of wrestling in any other way? When his entire, all those names you just said, they're the exact, complete opposite of Miz. All the entire 11 years, dozen years Miz has been wrestling, it's been for and under w- the auspices of WWE. Yeah, I don't think he can, and I don't think he should try to. Like, I made a joke. I'm not expecting Miz to, you know, be Mizan and Fujiwara, do like an asshole, the shit bone suplex all of a sudden, and act like, you know, I learned strong style when I went to Hollywood. Like, that's not him. <laughs> he messed around and hurt somebody. Like, this style works for him. He's made plenty of money doing that style. But, He's had a great career doing that style, but he gonna get some jokes, unfortunately. Okay, so I was because my next thing was what you just said, or I don't know, maybe it's Cam. Like that that style worked in '09 or whatever, and the, the style has advanced. It's like, well, which is it? Does he settle in and keep doing for the next? you know, five to eight years what he's been doing and staying safe so he can wrestle another five, eight years, maybe ten years? Or should he even try to 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 keep up? I mean, it seems like keeping up, or maybe not keep up, but because he's doing that, he's, you know, a main, you know, semi-main player on national WWE TV. So he can, he can keep up. That's not the right word, yeah. but... In anything physical, I think you don't get better when you turn 30. Like, and it's just the truth of it. Like, I don't think you should adjust, like, his style at all. Like, I think, like, John Cena is one of the few exceptions to the rule. Not that he was bad before, but he put on great matches. Like, as he got older, it is where people really got, like, this respect for him as a performer. But, no, this is. Like, maybe in a perfect spot. Like, again, like you were talking about Daniel Bryan. You know how much Daniel Bryan would love to be an Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown every week? He'd kill for it. And he would have to hey, make Mike, some yeah. con- concessions. 
for you and so forth. Oh, you see my mic? Like, what is going on? Like, maybe, it's, maybe it's this, this awesome beard on my face that's disrupting everything. Just be boy. Uh, but um, well, you gotta get a, get a mic here. Wow. But um, but no, seriously, I think he um, like Daniel Bryan would love to be in that spot with Miz. You know, there right. and as far as um, like being there every week. So no, Miz shouldn't do like Miz shouldn't do anything different than what he's doing. Like if. If if they never reference, and they should, but if they never reference what happened last night, like he should still be that mid card deal that is the uh, one week promo guy for the main event and is like the mid card gatekeeper. Like that's a perfect spot to be in and do movies every now and again and be married and, go, and be happy. And the, yeah, let your wife. Like the biggest issue with him is kind of like Jericho gets the same criticism, kind of like he's still doing that WCW style and. Time has moved on, but he can get away with that because he's Chris Jericho. Like, people yep. know, like, he's tough. He's he got hands in real life. He's, like, a 25, 30-year vet, so it's kind of like he can have a decent match without – he can keep up. He's not going to do what, you know, Neville does, but he can keep up and believe you have a good match. Miz never had that reputation, and I don't know if he feels like I'm going to try to move in the ring to keep up because that's a priority. Even if they want him to do that, because it's kind of like if they want you to do this role and you figure, like, I want to keep busting my head against the ceiling, like, knowing I'm not going to get there because I just chose your life. He can just chill five, like Tim said, make that money, go home to finance Maurice, being the Maurice 14, and go in the Hall of Fame as well. Like, forget, forget getting about to my neck like Finn Fowler trying to prove a point to somebody that I don't even know. Like, for who, for what, as Ricky Waters would say. <laughs> um, Rich says on Twitter, uh, look at Cody. He's reinventing himself on the fly, and folks are grading him on a weird anti-WWE curve. I'm not even sh- sure what that uh, – what, what, what does that mean, or what do you think that means? I think the thing about Cody, like, that um like Cody has that strong amateur background now. Like so I think right. he he's more of a natural athlete than, than a guy like Miz is. So like him adjusting to a different style, um, like he's not becoming more athletic. He's using more of his athleticism. So I, I think it's different. Um, you know, with him but again, I got I, I think the thing with Cody was guys like me when Cody came to the house show and said he's going to be world champion a year, like believed it because we thought he had like that extra thing. And so, you know, he has a shot. I think if he ever comes back, like even if he doesn't, like it being a way bigger star than he is now based on tools he already has. He's just letting them go. But Miz is a seven in a whole bunch of categories and an eight on the microphone. And that's what he's going to be. Yeah. I I think, I think you're, I think you're giving him a little much in those categories. I think he's a, a, a five-five one in all those in all those categories. But I've seen his WWE Two K Sixteen rating though. Oh. <laughs> when yeah. Triple H, when Triple H gets a like a, a nine point five for technique, right? But um, yeah, I, I think he's okay at a lot of things, and being okay plus the things that he can do outside of. WWE for WWE, it's a perfect spot. Like I think I say, there's no money in being a company man. There's money in being a company man. It's there for him. Yeah. Let's uh, real quick while we're all on the line get Rich's. Uh, he said he had. It. He can explain what he meant exactly. Go ahead, Rich. What's happening? 
not much. What's happening with you guys? What's up? Yeah. So, yeah, so Cody's first match was against Zack Sabre Jr., who wrestled as you guys on the Cruiserweight Classic. Easy peasy. People, lo- people loved it or at least liked it. It matched the next day was against Chris Hero, which was really just an awesome brawl. But that was a match in which you don't have, like, the thing Travis hates about Zack Sabre Jr. matches so far, where it's like move, 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 and it's very robotic and kind of uh, it kind of like Novocaine, just numbs you to sleep. With Chris Hero, he's, you know, grabbing a Dusty Rhodes big head from the crowd and hitting him with it and doing all these crazy things. And Cody didn't really adapt to having to wrestle on the fly. So all of a sudden, these guys who were like the gatekeepers of independent wrestling started saying, well, you know, when you wrestle that style, he, you know, he, he graduated from the same class that The Miz and these other guys went in, and, you know, you can only go one way, so it's really unfortunate that he decided to embarrass himself publicly like this. And I'm like, well, this is, this guy wait, wait, was the about to learn. embarrassment? Number one. Yeah. That's... But that's kind of where that whole divide is with no, that was two a of these guys. No, no, oh, no, I'm, no, I'm asking. Was, that, was the match with Chris Hero embarrassing? It was a no pun intended, a clash of styles. Hero was trying to brawl, he was trying to wrestle, and it never never got to the point where either one of them had melded enough to make it a fight. Instead, it was two guys doing moves like 2K17 or 2K16. Okay. And so, as he goes through, I'm very interested because he's trying to evolve, again, no pun intended, as he's wrestling these guys in dependence, and He's catching the heat that Miz is in the company, but from fans, and I would presume, given how much money he's going to be making, from some of the guys he's in the locker room with, but they're not going to have the balls to do what JL, JBL did to Miz or any of those other guys did to Miz. What didn't Ben Walker come out to and told him he had to get dressed in the bathroom from now on? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that sort of stuff, like going to Cody, Cody got pissed off enough that Hunter kept saying, Kind of wish he brought up with the gift. The same thing over and over of, eh, I don't know about Cody Rhodes. This Stardust thing, no one's going to want to see you as you. And finally, he's like, all right, screw this. I'm going to prove it, and off I go. Miz isn't going to do that because uh, he doesn't want to. He's happy where he is. He got his dream. He became world champ. He got the hot wife. He's making movies. He's, you know, Wade called him the teacher's pet. And... To me, my counter to that is, and I'll shut up and you, I'll mm-hmm. talk to you on the, the VIP part of it, is my issue with it is how could you be the teacher's pet if they don't let you in the lunchroom? You're just eating where you can eat. Yeah, yeah but uh, and I, and I get your analogy, Rich, and thanks for the explanation, but uh, I, I changed that lunchroom to teacher's lounge, and, well, teacher's pet or not, you're not allowed in there. So uh, that's kind of how I... See those things, but uh, Shy, any uh, any last things to, to leave us with? Um, last thing was two two quick things. Like one is, I feel so bad for like Finn Balor, kind of like you know, you work your ass off, you got you spend all that time thinking like one day maybe I'll make it to WWE. You get the WWE within a month, you get the belt, and you get hurt in the match, and now you're out six months. Like soon as you soon as you reach that mountain top, somebody hit you with a pair of skis and slid your ass back down that mountain, laughing at you. Because when Seth Rollins came out with that little shitty ass smirk, like you know, supposed oh. to be you, on both ends, kind of like you know, that's part of the storyline, that's part of the character. 
it's kind of like, you a, you a dick. Like, that's how I'm supposed to feel, but I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. And the really other quick thing, yeah, and the other quick thing was, I'm curious, I like what they did with the whole Carmella Nikki Bella thing, because Nikki Bella coming back is going to be a baby face, and she probably fits better being a baby face on SmackDown. Carmella fits better being, or as I call it, little Kelly Kelly. The fans like her. They've always, like, they do. I know people, like, wonder why. I'm like, people watch Total the Divas. Like, yeah. we have to yeah. go to Main. I mean, like, 800 to a million people watch it each week. They're getting their own show. Like, I remember going to Mania, grown-ass men and women and kids walk around with Brie Moe shirts and Bella What do you mean? Shirts. You mean, like, yourself? Yeah. I like Nikki Bella. I have no problem. You got that shirt. You damn right well, I got that shirt. shirt. I got the Primo shirt. I will uh, just work out in it. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. <laughs> and nope. the AEP is pushing his card in his Primo yeah. shirt. Uh-huh, with my cargo shorts on because I'm a grown-ass man. But <laughs> like I said, with Nikki Bella, kind of like, you know, she she came back from injury where she didn't have to, I'm sure. Financially, she'd be straight. And, you know, she's sympathetic coming back. People know she worked yeah. hard to no, come no, back. No, no, You're right. There's too many yeah. things lined up. I'm just looking at her stank-ass face. Like, she's just like, she's a heel to me. Like, she's one of them, she's such a disingenuous, like, heel, too. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a baby face. But really, she's a heel, kind of. That's yeah. her gimmick. For real, for real. True. But, but, come, but yeah, come Carmella wasn't exactly catching on in any significant nope. way. Yeah. I mean. And then. And I even said it a week or two ago like that, that her entrance is just a derivative of, of the others, of, of casting them, and she's not has never been seen with them on screen on WWE TV. So why change her her whole thing up? Let her, she should be creative enough to come up with something. Call Enzo and ask him to write you something. Something. Uh, I mean, look, when you when you blind and you on a roster where everybody else kind of stands out more than you do, you got to mix it up because it's kind of like she's fine until you remember you put in a room with like Alexa Bliss and Naomi and Eve Marie and, you know, Nikki Bella and what's her face, Becky Lynch. Yeah, you're not going to like Carmella is not going to really stand out just being I'm just a spunky babe, like I'm Mariah Lynch from Jersey. Right, right. So, okay, so – since when did all when did the Sasha Banks is too small stuff start? Because that seems very odd to me that in WWE they're talking about and for a woman who's you know athletically built and slim but you know still an athlete that there's backstage stuff that she's too small and is it because she's always is it an injury thing or is it a Visual thing. It's, I think it's more injury things, especially because the style she wrestles. Um, I've always thought that about her because it's like the same thing. Like Brie Bella, like it's not like they look fragile. Like they both fit. You know, Sasha makes it fit as hell. She's small. She's a small woman wrestling a non-small, dangerous style. Like Brie and AJ Lee and even Carmella are small, as small or smaller than in some way either thinness or height. the style's height. not the same, though. The mm-hmm. stuff they do in the ring is not the same. Like, she, she does more than what they do. 
Oh, oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I guess and that like was what was... the first thing she said is what she does yeah. in the ring, and she's jumping around, doing stupid mm-hmm. shit, and raise her edge into the damn her runners. And that thing with the with the, I didn't understand. I was me and Damon were in here trying to. He's like, oh no, she was trying to hit her with the fall away slam. I'm like, Damon, you don't put somebody in the threshold. You don't carry somebody over the threshold for a fall away slam. You have them. You know, like if somebody does a crossbody off the top and you catch them, that, you have them in that position, and then you throw them backwards. And then she just kind of, like, dropped there and was like, what? what? What was that? And I don't know if it was just to set up the – because after that they are like, oh, she's injured, and she had to wrestle the rest of the match selling an injury, whether it was legit or less selling and more just, you know, my back, my neck and my back. Um, yeah, so I thought it was odd. Like all of a sudden, she's too small. But yeah, to wrestle that way, that could be the the the, the caveat or parentheses. Yeah, I thought I always thought that. Like I first noticed it when I noticed in NXT. Like you can be small, but being small and wrestling that style, it's it always seemed like it's painful. Like you know, you landing on your back, landing on your shoulder, you taking those belly to belly suplexes, and like. All the other people that's wrestling that style probably got 10 to 15 pounds more on them. Like, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte's a, you know, super athlete. Becky got some weight on her. Oscar got weight. And even and Bailey. And Bailey, yeah. Yeah. And, like, and on the main roster, kind of like Nikki Bella and Natalia can wrestle like that because they got weight on her. So, and they don't. Yeah, and the thing is, they don't they, wrestle like that. Yeah. So. Or it's very out. calculated and very... You know, they'll pull out a spot every now and then, but it means something. That Eddie Guerrero influence, like, come on now. I'm like, like, yeah, that's nice he, he influenced you, but, you know, you don't got to try to do the same spots and stuff. Yeah, like I said before, before I go, like, the biggest issue is it's almost like a thing like the Miz and Daniel Bryan. They have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove that they, you know, they talked all this about we deserve a chance, we deserve a spot, we put on these great matches, and now they feel like they have to keep raising the bar and there's no Ivory or Victoria telling them, like, you know, there's other ways to do this. Chill out. Like, you don't want yeah. to hurt yourself. Yeah, I mean, Nobody I know it come, it's like anything, it's better coming from someone that, you know, looks like you. But uh, <laughs> why the hell isn't – I mean, whoever's booking the women or the agent for the women, Kidman or whoever, I don't know, um, bro dog, whoever it should be telling them the same thing. They should know these they should know these lessons as well, especially at Road Dog. Yeah, again, I'm not just assuming he's like an agent. The same the God. But say he, say Road Dog is in charge of you know most of the women, like say on Raw, um, and booking their matches and being agents for their matches. He should know a guy that was not a super, any kind of special athlete <sighs> had to do a lot of things based on uh, being over and you know on the mic and and using his. He's just using his brain in the ring, psycho, you know, psychologically, should be able to tell them the same kind of a piece of advice. Like, there's other ways to get this reaction or get that reaction or create excitement or drama or comebacks or whatever. Like, you don't have to go to this well all yeah. the time. But guess how the call ends? It's the same thing with Daniel Bryan. How many years do we hear people say, Daniel Bryan, you don't have to do this? Why are you doing this top rope headbutt? And Daniel Bryan knows better. I'm sure people told him better, and he still did it. And nobody no stopped. Wade probably told him. 
like tweeted him a bunch of times. Hey, stop that. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're gonna do what you're gonna like, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. And if unless somebody's stopping you, you're gonna keep doing it. Unfortunately. Yeah, Steve said he's been on the Sasha's too small or small bus since she won the four, uh, won the NXT Women's Title. Uh, said she's too small to be working like Masawa. Yeah, yeah. Masawa didn't have a yeah, Masawa didn't have a side gap, so. You got a five gap. All right. All right. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Peace out. Talk to you later. All right, man. Matter of fact, I should see see you soon. Yeah. Right. See you in a week. Um. Let's. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's go to karate class. Let's talk to uh, Brian from Phoenix, 25-year pro wrestling towards VIP subscriber. Brian, what's happening, man? Hey, Triumph, uh, how are you doing? Doing good. Good, and I'll take you off the speakerphone here in one second. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry about that. And I can't hear oh, you. Sarah Del Rey. Doing well, sir. Doing well. Is 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 got the has the women in NXT or in WWE, and I wonder if that's. I assume, or I shouldn't assume. I wonder if that's. Cause she could go back and forth. I wonder if that's both shows. Uh, let me know, Darrell. Oh wait, maybe that's uh, Rich is telling me. Uh, she's been an agent for a while. Yeah, no, no. As soon as he said it, I did remember. But now that the brand split, or did they split that role, or is she just, you know, traveling Monday and Tuesday? Uh, and it's been rumored to have less credit for it than folks give her. Oh, she has, she does less than people. A lot of matches in NXT had been big wiggle. Uh, who's that? Uh, uh, What's his face? Ernest, not Ernest, not, not the cat. Who the wiggle guy. Wiggle. Yeah, wiggle guy. Um, Smiley, Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the wiggle guy, normal. The wiggle guy. Smiley. Uh, so, okay, so anyway, Brian, what you uh, call to talk about? Well, uh, first of all, I just called in again. I, I appreciate you putting me on, and I hope uh, you both have a real good night. Uh, so, I'm going to stick with the women for a second. And, uh, and actually, that was kind of a couple notes I had about the women even before. Um, well, actually, it was kind of coming more so from SummerSlam. You know, just as they trying too hard because they. Because I went back last night and I watched rewatched the um, Charlotte Sasha match, and then I also watched that uh, the Divas Revolution. I'm, I'm not saying let's say women's. I'm sorry, Divas. The Women's Revolution uh, special they had on, and they uh, showed some pretty good clips in there. You know, some ones that I haven't even have never seen. Like they show some Moolah ones, not not very long, and you know some of the old pillow diva pillow lingerie fight things and about how they stepped up their game from Lita to Lita and Trish and then they had the downward spiral not downward spiral they went down a little bit and now they're back to where they are uh, again I'm not going to speak about the um, women too much it's just that I was thinking about them um, last night going back and rewatching some things um, I'm going to go to the entertainment coast cast for a second so yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, knowing that where you and Cam are you uh, know that I think it's a prequel, not even a sequel, a prequel to the movie The Ring is coming out. Uh, I think it's this week or next week. Did you um, uh, um did you see the first Ring, one at all? I know that... 
that's the one with the ring like, the Blair Witch. Well, the Blair Witch I actually want to talk about later on, but I'm actually talking about the ring, the movie, the ring. Again, is that the one with the girl in the well and the videotape? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the girl in the videotape in the well. So, so what is so it Brian, now? The, um, uh, TV or Vine video that people gotta not look at? Like what the fuck? Oh, but pre- prequel, so we're still doing stupid ass VHS. Well, I just a terrible I'm not a, concept. Just a horrible, horrible concept. I, I hate the ring. I mean, it, it's just one of those. Ugh, we startled you, so you're gonna pretend that you're afraid. Like, no, you just load me into being calm and then basically said boo. Like, I can't stand those kinds of movies. Like, it's not horror when you just. Bah! I got it in, out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. uh, turn around and there's a guy like there. Travis. No, I'm, I'm just saying like it's a stupid concept. You watch this videotape, this dumbass medium that won't be around so you know, for, in a few years, so it's totally going to be dated. They didn't know that, but still. Or they should have, it's freaking, you would think. Um, and then, yeah, somebody comes to get you in seven days. It's so ridiculous. So the thing that freaked me out the most about the ring was the horses. You know, when they're on, I'm not sure if it was the ring or the ring too, but when they're on the boat and then like the horses are going crazy and like jump over the edge of the boat, scariest thing in the world because animals are frightening. And then when like the deer were in the road, just oh, freaked me out. Like I like yeah, you bet. yeah, taking cues think, from animals isn't the worst, isn't a bad idea. Yeah, like, I they, think, they uh, know the deal. They know earthquake yeah, you know coming out of there. The um like I made fun of uh what's her name is it is it Naomi Watts yeah like every time I see her in a movie I'm like how much was Nicole Kidman asking for to where they couldn't get her in the movie <laughs> like <laughs> if Nicole Kidman is an arm and a leg Naomi Watts must be a pinky and a toe because they're like no get about get about as much out of her Ooh, call Naomi Watts how much is left in the budget but I know I, I like those movies I like the first and the second one so uh. What's kind of the crux of the prequel? Honestly, I, honestly, Cam, I don't know because I, I like I actually I liked the first one, but I didn't see it in theater. I actually ended up uh, getting the DVD, and I liked it. I never saw the second one. This the this new one's coming out. It's called Rings. Well, it's not the Ring or Rings plural. It's just it's it's Rings, and I'm not sure what the um and and as um Travis mentioned it. Actually, I'm not even sure if it's a prequel or not. I just was one. I wasn't sure if you guys were up on it or not. That's the reason why I just brought it up. But I, I would tell you though, the one thing I liked about the DVD was that if you hit like you know, you know, up, up, down, down for the DVD, and it'll actually play that. It'll actually play the videotape or the or the movie. Um, for oh, nice. So instead of seeing it chopped up, you see actually the way the movie's. I mean, how the the video was supposed to have been. Like how it's supposed so to be without the like the edit. Yeah. Right. And so then, if you and then like once it's over, um, you know, of course, the, it stops. And then about you know a few seconds later, the phone rings, or you hear a phone ring. So it's almost like yeah. what you like you're listening, you're, like you're actually playing the video tape. So that's what's actually on the, um, the DVD. So next, since you mentioned it, I was going to bring this up actually not this week, but next week about um, the sequel to Blair Witch. Now that movie is a movie I really did like. And when it first came out, I heard about it, um, and I went and saw it like an independent theater. So before uh, you know, before it actually got really big, but it was one of the first movies, or one of the yeah, one of the first movies that actually did viral. They were viral before viral marketing was, because that website and the website's still up. It's actually a really good website, but but for back in you know ninety eight ninety nine when it came out, uh-huh. it was just really um, revolutionary. Well, revolutionary, 
but um, and it made it almost seem like you know the people actually were were missing or was a found a found film. So I'm looking forward to this this sequel or or the sequel to it or however you want to call it. Didn't they make like I forget exactly how much it cost them to make? I think it was like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand, and they turned if it that. into like what like six hundred million or something crazy like that. Yeah, something like, else. Like, if they pay sixty guys, grand, right? if it took sixty grand to make that movie, I'd, I'd be really surprised. I mean, you got to pay people to be in the movie still. I think that you know, you talk about like SAG and stuff like that. Like now, I have to look it up. Let's see where, bitch project. So I um, bought Let's a shirt see. from the um, website. Um, yeah. And when I was walking around, I walk around wearing it. People always people ask, "Was well, that true? Was that real?" I'm waiting to see that movie. How coming out and came out yet here? So twenty two grand. Wait. Oh no, so yeah, she 60, said sorry, sixty grand to make, and it made two hundred and fifty million. Pay. Wow. Salute. But Rich says twenty two grand to make plus whatever they paid to get it. Yeah, that's what, I think that's where the uh, other forty million come from. Like from dis- distribution rights and all that, but yeah, two hundred and fifty million. Great idea. Don't got to work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's coming out. Uh, Brian, are you um, film host again? Uh, Been biggest uh, for. I, I was going to ask, is it the? I was going to ask, is it uh, the best, the biggest disparate, the biggest, uh, you know, from budget to making? Mm-hmm. And yes, it holds the uh, record for top budget. Is for top budget to box two? office ratio for a mainstream feature film, as the film costs twenty two. So, so they're going with that twenty two thousand number, yeah. twenty two thousand oh, to make, and made back two hundred forty point five million. A ratio of mm-hmm. every dollar spent, they made ten thousand nine hundred and thirty one dollars. Uh You know, Napoleon Dynamite. I think the kid got a thousand dollars. John he got like a thousand dollars to play the lead role in that movie. Of course, because what? he's not an idiot. No, yeah, of course, because he's not an idiot. Once the movie made it, like he renegotiated. He's like, no, you're going to pay me, and he got, you know, he did good from there. So yeah, they didn't think that was going to be a thing, and then it became a monster thing. So no, Brian, real quick, are you? Um, so I'm super into the VHS movies. Like I have to sneak them. Have you seen those, like, the, you talk about Blair Witch, have you seen uh, or The Ring? Have you seen VHS, like the horror anthology VHS? No, I have not. Okay, it's on Netflix. There's, like, three or four of them, and they're scary, and they're really good. Um, yeah, and, like, of course, I can't watch them with the other half because she hates horror movies. She'll watch real-life scary stuff, like these weird dramas she watches. But, no, I VHS, like, open up your Netflix account and watch those movies. They're very good horror movies in a time where horror movies are all PG-13 in movies and they're ridiculous and stupid, um, that's really good. Okay. And you know what? Um, oh, oh, actually, the, I'll go back to wrestling here, and this is an old school um, old school question, so I'm not sure about Travis. I'm not sure this is somewhere where you dip between where you're paying attention. But um, Amaro Nalo mentioned with Apollo Crews about how he was uh, trained by Mr. Hughes. I'm not sure if either one of you have um, any thoughts or memories or anything about uh, Curtis Hughes. Who I feel like I'm on sunglasses right now. Who was I with? It had to... Wait, wait. So who... Oh. Wait, when... Who... Morrow said that when? 
I thought last it was, night. wasn't that during on. I thought it was on SummerSlam, but it was it was oh, okay. on. Um, I thought it was on SummerSlam when you, when you mentioned it. No, no, I think I think you're on the money. I, I guess it was Damon because he's the only person I watch wrestling with, and I did my arms, I folded my arms, and did my bottom look real mean, like, and I was like, "This Mister Hughes," and then he's like, "Yeah," it's like he was training people. I did not know that. He had an uh, interesting and, career. He started off in uh, WCW, um, and he was he was actually on the card. This is the one where Ric Flair won the title back from Sting, and that would, I think that would have been his seventh the time he won. Uh, Flair won his seventh NWA championship, and that was the same one. I think um, Way Way Keller was there actually shooting pictures um, at ringside. So that's when he was Curtis, uh, like Big Cat Hughes or, or Cat Hughes, and then um, you know like went to WWE. I uh, remember he was, um, well, again, I'm not sure Travis was dipping between when you were watching or not, but he was uh, Hunter's personal butler for like a hot minute before China came on. Yeah, yep. I, I've seen I've seen some footage, yeah. He's one of those guys where his demons got to him, i.e., you know, had drug problems. Yeah. So, so Jabber says, I guess Trav didn't like It Follows either. Well, I didn't see it, but what's that about? It Follows. Cool movie along, along the same lines, like like the ring influenced a bunch of those. These aren't jump scares, but they're quasi psychological thrillers disguised as PG thirteen horror movies. Um, okay. So something along those lines, yeah. Um, but no, like really, Brian, take time like between now and next Wednesday, watch VHS. VHS okay. is very good. It, it's it's how you think, like, horror would progress to. Like, it's, it's just smart stuff. So, yeah. I, so I saw a sausage party the other day, and they had the preview for, which I've, I've seen a preview for. It's been a preview, or the trailer's been out for a few months now. But for Don't Breathe? Uh, that was like a blind guy. They break into that blind guy's house, and he just t- yeah. torments them. He, like, kills one of them and torments the other two. It's... It looks, it looks a sort of like uh, what's the Kane one? See no evil. Looks like, it, it looks like Wolf Creek. Okay, never saw that. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, yeah, um, haven't I, these people watched Daredevil? Like, like stop, leave these blind people alone. <laughs> the other senses make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so the other thing I'm gonna talk, uh, other thing I'll mention is that um. I'm sure by now, Trav, you talked to Wade about him stacking up Wednesdays with all this audio and, you know, um, Steph Armin, the East Coast cast. It's not even, like, for this show. It's like my Thursdays now are just absurd. Like, how can I get through, like, last week, like, how am I supposed to get through two episodes, two issues, episodes of The Fix, the, the Wednesday live cast? The Wednesday live cast was, you know, sorry, Pat, but always one, you know, that I could skip – I don't care what Disco Inferno is talking about this week, uh, but yeah, it's it's absurd. Well, you know, think of think of us other lowly people who have to listen to you know all six hours of the uh, of the East Coast cast. You know, you don't necessarily. You, I'm, I'm sure you're listening back to yourself all the time, right? No, um, no fucking way. <laughs> um, but also, there's a, a rumor I heard, and maybe uh, Cam can um, enlighten us on this. There's a rumor I heard that um, Wade actually might be offering Cam and Rich their own show on Wednesdays as well. I'm not sure if Cam wants to mention anything about that now. Could you fucking imagine? Like, uh, 
it, it's too much. It's too much. Like I get on, uh, I get on Josh. Like Josh is talking about uh, halt and catch fire, and I'm like Josh, you watch entirely too much fucking television. Like uh, he was because he watches like all the HBO stuff we watch. Um, of course he is like small kids, so he watches like uh, you know all the cartoons and stuff that they watch. But he's just up on everything. And then like we'll do like the uh, fan by fan show. He's like, man, you guys should talk about this. Yes, like I'm like Josh, like I. You need to start a show I'll watch where that you shit. just, for six hours, watching all, like, talking about all of the te- television you watch. So, like, with that being And said, he like, watched, you know, it was 60 days since... Uh, uh, he watched The Wire in 60 the days. The Wire. 60 days of The Wire. That somehow he did in 40 days. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, guy. You and he, got so- up with, he watched 12 Monkeys uh, with me and Rich. Yeah. Like, well, Travis had been talking enough about it. I'm... I will catch up on season one and watch season two with them. It's just, could you imagine that much analysis? And, I mean, it happens because, like, as we found out WrestleMania weekend, Brian, everybody has a wrestling podcast. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of, like, you might have three people who listen to it. You might have three million people listen to it. Everybody has one. So, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. like another wrestling show from the same umbrella during the week. And then Specifically you horrible things to Rich. Yeah, you think the horrible things to Rich about my life, and Rich being like, Cam, you should be a better person. And then you got to deal with that aspect of it. Oh, it's a lot going on, man. Oh, shit. But since you mentioned it, yeah, since you mentioned it, and I'll uh, get off here in a second, because since you mentioned it, you know, Josh, really like Josh a lot. And uh, hi, Josh, hi, Rich, let's just say that. Is that man, I was thinking that too, Josh, well, I mean, for having two, um, two, three young kids, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. a single guy running around, and I don't watch, you know, half as much stuff as Josh does. But um, you know, he handling this business, so you know. That's, that's yeah, that. Yes, yes, he does, and he's and the thing is, like, I like that, like some of the stuff that that he watches, like he's super into, uh, like him and them, they're super in Teen Titans Go, and Teen mm-hmm. Titans Go is one of the smartest cartoons I think because of how much it deals with like DC source material, and they basically created like a uh, like one of those fifteen minute shorts uh, shows from a half hour cartoon that was kind of serious and brought back the same voices and used, like, a, a kind of stylized version of the same animation. So I love talking to him about that. I love that his kids love it. But Josh still watches too much goddamn TV, boy. My goodness. So, Cam, you're definitely saying right now you will definitely say that Wade Keller did not offer you and Rich a competing show to go against the East Coast cast. You will no, say that right I now. Neither, I will neither confirm nor deny that. Confirm now, that nor they, they, deny now, when Travis shows up, like, at my house, and, like, all of a sudden, like, my computer has, like, a digital switchboard on it, and I kind of have my back turned to him and, like, go to the room for a while, <laughs> it's, like, funny sounds coming out the phone. Like, I mean, that's just going to be what it is. Like, I'd rather fight him in person about it than argue over the phone about it. So, I mean, we'll just see what's going on next week, I guess. So, it'd be funny, yeah, Trav comes into your Trav comes into your house, and you pull the laptop real quick, <laughs> in case you see what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, just, like, slam Slam it shut like somebody did to him WrestleMania weekend. That'll be great. Way to bring up people. <laughs> <laughs> angry all over again. <laughs> oh, Brian, you you made my day, Brian. This is fantastic. Hey, I, both, uh, I hope you have a, uh, both have a real good night, and I will um uh, hopefully try. I'm can guarantee I'll try to drop something off in the uh, after show for the after show. Have a real good night, guys. Cool. Talk to you soon. Take care, Brian. What a great call. Did that, man. Cam did it. I know it was you, motherfucker. 
I mean, no, but if it was, yeah, okay. We gotta, we gotta power through it. Never forget. Never. You were so upset. It was so good. It's not good to be upset, but man, your reaction with that laptop and everybody, and we're all like friends, but not like super familiar. Like nobody's gonna be like, yeah, I mean, this is three years ago. This is our first like get together. it's so angry and everybody's so quiet and things are close to sleep. No, 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 no. I had saw y'all. Did I see y'all in January that year? Either way, this was like early in the, you know, all of us. And the, and the reason I reacted like that, because I just assumed the culprit, the perp, would just be like, oh, damn. Because I'm like, if I did, I'd be like, Oh, my bad. I, I, that was me. I, you know. And when nobody got to it, like, what you got second? Somebody did this. And I was just going to be cowards. And <laughs> Nobody had anything to say, boy. My goodness. I don't trust none of you. I ain't moving down there, motherfucker. How can I, yeah, how can I, I move you. down there? <laughs> I can't even. Nobody like, even tried. I was right. Like, you're going to find out it was Shahid, like, not even at the same hotel. Yeah, yeah. came through yeah. real quick. Yep. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> all right, let's keep this thing moving. Oh, apparently, oh, all right, let's get the, uh, since he can't wait his goddamn turn. And every time he got something to say, hit me up on Twitter. Remember me? I got something to say. I was at the events. So let's talk turn to, up. uh. To uh, Willis, well, really? DC, yeah, yeah, Willis is out there tied up. We don't forget about him. Willis, what's happening? Yo, peace. What's going on? What's happening? What is the deal? Speaking of every, my- everybody got a wrestling podcast, but go ahead. Yeah, we, we, I, ain't, I ain't got no wrestling podcast. <laughs> oh, what's your show about? Just pop culture stuff? Horror movies. Oh. What was the? No, what real was quick, the uh, quick, quick it is. Oh, the, you talking about the um, donut show we had a couple years ago? That been done. Okay. Yeah, that's been done can, a long time ago. Yeah. Can you uh, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but really quick, so if Brian's still listening, or if he's gonna listen to the recording back, can you sing the praises of uh, of VHS on Netflix? I seen mostly all of them movies already. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm assuming as much. Can you can you just tell him that they're good with a put a put a, uh, a cosign on that? Some of them, it all. Some of the um, stories and some of them are hit or miss. Not I all like, of them the are good. One, I think the first one is really good. I think the second one is really good. I think when it went to viral, I was kind of like, man, this is all right. This, this is cool. I think that those yep. first two, I just think, were really good. Tell them how good it is, huh? Tell them co-sign with me. Oh, you know, like, every other one was okay. <laughs> like, if I asked Darrell to do it, he would have been like, I can't, I don't know. Man, it was kind of garbage, but if that's what you like, and then I got to do the So, no, I'll, I'll take I'll take Italy. I'm good with that. All right, so uh, what's your, uh, yeah, what you got? Well, one thing for sure is SummerSlam didn't have that damn two-hour um, pre-show where they only had maybe like three or four matches and they had them spaced 15 or 20 minutes in between each other, I think the crowd probably would have been better off. 
because that was a six-hour show, basically. And, yeah. and once, have you watched? Once, uh, have you watched the playback? Uh-uh, I am. You would, but okay. So let me ask you because I watched the whole thing. So in between those matches, we're getting vignettes and we're getting analysis from the you know the pre-show yeah, panel. The panel. Like, while that's yeah. going on, you guys aren't getting anything, right? We not seeing shit. But them talking <laughs> up on this, them talking up. If you look up at them at the stage, it's all you see because they don't show nothing on the screen or nothing. Yeah. It wasn't even showing commercials. Like that, uh, okay, so we got to Mania. We saw, what, the last maybe one match? Did we see two matches on the pre-show? I think one. Well, I think I one. So we didn't really get a feel <laughs> of sitting there for uh, uh, somebody. Shahid and them did because they, you know, Shahid don't, you know, he doesn't like fun and alcohol and stuff. So he didn't, he, he, he left. Um, the the little tailgate thing we had, or we had, uh-huh. that we went to, and got there like at least forty minutes before we did. Um, so, so yeah, we didn't really get a t- big feel. It was enough just sitting there for that six hours of the actual show from five to midnight or whatever the hell it was, six to midnight. Uh-huh. Yeah, and once eight, once AJ. And um, Cena killed that joint. That was that was basically the end of anybody even caring about anything after that match. Yeah, they didn't even care about. They cared about the when Orton and um, Brock came out, but once the match started, the crowd wasn't really into that joint. The biggest pops at um, SummerSlam was for Cena. For Finn, for um, Nikki Bella, and she got a, she got a ridiculous reaction. Yeah, she got a and, very good. And, people were and that's about it, because people was people was cheering for Rusev. They ain't, they ain't care about Roman Reigns at all until he hit him with that last spear. That's the only time that they pop for Roman when he hit him with that spear up at the ramp. But other than that, people were saying Rusev crushed in his damn language. <laughs> so she everybody everybody was on their feet from beginning to end for the NXT joint. That NXT show just totally made SummerSlam look like some trash. So you went to both? Yep. Where'd you stay Saturday night? We was up to? at Red Hook. Ah. We stayed like it was. We was like about fifteen minutes away from the arena. With who? Like friends me, or? Yeah, hotel? me and my friends. Friends, we um, me and my um homie, we rented a um a hotel room for a couple of days and a couple. Oh, of, okay. Of, okay. Of, yeah, I'm a couple. Say, of, you got homies in Red Hook? Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs> we we um all got the same hotel. So we all met up so we can get in the Uber for cheap. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but that um, NXT joint, when they had the pre-show, it was straight wrestling. And by the time they finished doing what they had to do, the match was stuck, the regular show. So what's on NXT right now, I done already seen it. So what are they showing? Um, they're showing just the matches from uh, from Brooklyn? Yep. 
So Ty Dillinger right now already seen that match already. Okay. So that every, everything they showed on there, that was what they showed on the pre-show of NXT that didn't they didn't show on TV. Oh, so they're so, so they they were all. So that's all. That's that's all the stuff that they take on they Sunday. They did two weeks worth of TV though in Brooklyn, right? No, only one week. Oh, just so one. They didn't do, yeah, because they didn't do nothing before SummerSlam, and I I know I don't think they did anything before um, Monday Night Raw. So that's all from um, that Saturday night. Right. That's probably for the best. Like, why even try to get two TVs out of this? Unless we're only playing, you know, especially if those two TVs consist of six matches, five or six matches. Like, why? Just let's just have two or three, do one show, and then take it back to... You know, it's always nice to have these shows, these Wednesday shows from the arenas and everything, but it's not necessary. And... That knock that knock a more match. One of my friends, he had a floor seat, and he was thinking that that was the theme song playing when um, knock a more came out, even up with the um, violin. That wasn't the that wasn't the rate. That wasn't the music playing. That was the whole crowd singing that song. So right. you couldn't really you couldn't really hear the actual song playing. It was oh you yeah, y'all couldn't. Could on TV, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yo, if it, I think like, go back and like he killed it. Like it was that was something to see. That was impressive. It really was. Can I say something that's probably not going to be very popular? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to. I haven't been uh, particularly awed all, 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 uh, by Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh well, hmm. that's one. That's like, when I saw him at Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then he wrestled, and I, I think I enjoyed his match. I enjoyed his match uh, who was at your place, Cam. So WrestleMania yeah. against Sami Zayn. And everything else, I think I've been kind of underwhelmed. Like, as far as the in-ring, the matches. And yeah. that kind of goes with Joe. Like, yeah, it was hard-hitting and stuff, and... But there's something for being, you know, a trained like a WWE fan, like to know that, uh, you know that, you know, there's something about hitting the ropes and flying around and lots of near falls that that I think I'm just so used to that when I see that thing that that match Joe and him did, it just it was a good match. I respect it. It was hard hitting and all that stuff, but I wasn't wowed or like on the edge of my seat the entire match, or or even in the last you know five eight minutes. It was just a good match and it had a good finish, clean, and I respect the hell out of it. But I'm not going to be remember. I'm not going to remember it at the end no. of the year or anything like that. Not that every match you watch with the guy should, but yeah. Well, sit sit down and watch it again. And don't think of it being a WWE match. Think of it as a, another wrestling match from somewhere else. Then you have a different perspective on it. Because when I when I watched NXT, I put WWE out of my head because when you go see both of them shows back to back, you see the totally different in styles and presentation of both shows. 
Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I, th- I think I do kind of look at it as a different thing, too. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought, like, that was really good, and the Sami Zayn stuff was really good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think – I think the thing is, like, I don't get the same feel that I get with AJ Styles, who was also kind of wrestling his own style, not necessarily a WWE style, but still, like, very good stuff. Like, I feel like everybody who's been – NXT, NXT champion has been what? up there as far as what they do in the ring, and I want to see them in matches. And I can't say the same for every WWE champion. So, all right. You wanna, okay, so real quick, I just got an email from uh, uh, from from the Electric Factory concert venue in Philly, uh-huh. and why? Now, the Electric Factory isn't very big. It's probably. Three thousand. You could probably stuff for three five hundred people in there. Ja Rule and Ashanti sold out. Of course, of course, it's old school joint. Holly, when they go, <laughs> not that they. I'm not. I'm not saying what that they're sold out. Like what people want to want to see. Do a bigger venue. But no, why are Ja Rule and Ashanti on tour? Like, I mean, Bad Boys on tour. What the fuck? I'm saying that, but there's also Culture Club in September. Yeah. No, we're yeah. we're actually at that point oh, shit, where, like, oh, of course, I ain't gonna be here. So yeah, like these '90s hip hop, like it's actually nostalgic at this point. Like we're not in that day and age where rappers are old right now. Like your your rappers who used to be great, like now we're adults who appreciate nostalgia. So we haven't. Even though we threw them away, like, we're starting to recycle our rap group. So people, you know, want to see that. Like, my mom would probably go to that show. So she could say, put it on me. Like, she likes to play sometimes. <laughs> she would not. So, <laughs> she would not go to that I, show. My mom would we'll go see Jolly. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, Jay-Z in a small venue, I think. Well, I got, and I got some observations outside of the wrestles in the ring about how they, some of them carry themselves out in public. Okay. You know, one person that I kind of lost kind of. Who who were you stalking in the gas station this week? I wasn't stalking nobody in the gas station. Hey, I'm just week. reporting facts here. But. <laughs> that all came in while we was in the, oh, when we was in the gas station. He was coming in after the show. Right. We was in the gas station for the last three and a half hours waiting, but we was there when he got there. No, we know. wasn't because the gas station was <laughs> right across the street from the – the gas station was right across the street from the venue. We was at right. Pittsburgh. So that was just a, a, a lucky coincidence. But, yeah, um, you know who got uh, – well, you know who got a little nasty attitude? Who? Foster Banks. Because oh. she knew she was dropping that title. What the fuck? She was in a bad movie. Deal with your, wouldn't want to deal with your nerds either. Why? Mm-hmm. What'd she do? She was just very rude and didn't look nobody in the eye or hide let her grow, face. Wouldn't let me grope her breasts. I mean, what kind of... Come on, I'm a fan. Uh, um, <laughs> hiding, hiding her face and stuff. Because they had, they had a setup for you to meet people up at the hotel when they came out. And she she could hear the little girl screaming for her, want to get an autograph. She just walked by with her head up and just keep on going. 
And a lot of the other people took the time to try to take autographs with people and um, or pictures with them because Brie Bella came out and she almost took a selfie with almost everybody. She stopped Brie or Nikki? Brie. No, we took a picture of Brie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, I, saw, I saw that picture that you took. Yeah, she took the time to um, take a couple seconds. Kevin Owens took some time to talk to people, and he was playing around getting on and off the bus, messing with people and stuff. Um, a lot of people was really nice from what I've seen, but, yeah, she, she just had an attitude like she just did not want to be there, period. And I also heard that she had cut some little girl out that Thursday when she got um, that fr- Friday she got up in that joint. A little girl wanted her wow. autograph and she, and she cussed her out. <laughs> so she a lot of people, I don't know a lot of people, a lot of people was talking about how nasty her attitude was from the people that um we was talking to along the way. They did something. And she, and, and she got messed up during that match when she um that part when she had hurt the hit the turnbuckle real bad. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That that was that was the move that really ended up screwing her up big time during that match. Well, that was the move to to at least in the story of the match where that was the launching point of oh now she's hurt for the rest of the match. I, I really don't know. We talked about it a little bit earlier. What the hell they were going for there? Like that was, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Like, what was that? Yeah, but all in all, um, I say for the price that I paid for the tickets, the NXT was the better show for um what they did because they had too much, too much long drawn out stuff on um. The SummerSlam joint. Did you go to Raw, if, too? No, nah, I ain't go to Raw. We came home. If I would have went to Raw, I would have really been pissed by that damn ending. Well, uh, I felt, um, wait, what was that? I was out Monday. I was at the Roman damn one. one. <laughs> I was at the party. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Right. So, so SmackDown, man. Just that such a good show. Like, just... Who I got in the fatal four way? Goes by so fast, it just flows. Like SmackDown's just good, and then American I don't, I don't even fast forward nothing but the commercials. Nope. Like again, I don't know what I was. I was out, so I didn't get back till like an hour, fifty minutes or something, in, uh, like fifty minutes into the show. So just all right, go right to the beginning. Only thing I'm fast forwarding when I watch SmackDown is the commercials. Yeah, but that opening I'm segment was was so good with, with them with them uh, showing the titles, which looked really good. Those things were slick, and the tag titles actually looked like respectable. Same design as the raw ones, but not that copper bullshit. Um, and he Slater. I mean, <laughs> that opening twenty minutes was, and I hope they don't get into the habit of. You know, doing twenty-minute opening segments, but it was really well done. And um, another thing, 
people almost thought that Brock Lesnar really went off for real. Because people was like, man, this people was like, man, Brock looked like he just didn't give a shit no more and, and just beat the hell out of Randy Orton. That's, that's the way a lot of people was feeling when they was leaving out the door. And some people was just pissed. Because they like, we spent all the time. Yeah, so a lot of people was pissed because they felt like they spent, spent all that time sitting there waiting for the match and it didn't have an end. <laughs> there was an end. No, the they talking about they head opened up and they said, "Stop the match." What kind of fucking they, what? Jesus they Christ! Wanted, they they wanted to see somebody actually get pent. They they. That's how they was feeling. That's how, how a lot of people were saying. He's like, that's some bull crap. <laughs> See, he took my one to see a small package. <laughs> I well, want to see a money strong cradle. What the fuck? Well, as high as them damn tickets was, yeah, I would be kind of aggravated. What they got to do with seeing a three count or somebody tap out or what? Some. Whatever. I don't even care for an explanation because whatever it is, it's stupid. So why even? Well, if you if you had to pay six hundred dollars for a floor seat and you ain't get no ending that you wanted to see, you probably would have been kind of pissed off too. <laughs> no, I, no, I wouldn't because I'm not a fucking piece of garbage who don't understand how shit works. The damn man yeah. got ended, and the guy getting his fucking head split open. And yeah, he just stopped the match. Yeah, but he won. He won the match. We, it wasn't a no contest. It wasn't a DQ. The fucking guy was bleeding buckets, and they said, stop the match. He has a vagina open on his fucking head. That's how cash his head was. Like, come on. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're in the ring, the they, didn't, they didn't. They didn't even hard. They didn't even announce that it was a um, TKO in the arena, so people was looking kind of lost. I heard a bell, didn't I? Didn't I hear an announcement? See, when you're in the arena and you're watching on TV, two different things. I mean, I don't know. Not by the announcers. I thought I heard the ring announcer say, "What about TKO?" Maybe not. I don't know. That's not. It was. It was later in the game, is what it was. They kind of got to that a little bit past everything. <sighs> fucking people, fucking wrestling fans, I swear. <sighs> but you got to think, you got people that ain't really in the know like us that go see it. Then, then they the ones that need to shut the fuck up even more because it was just a finish. If, you, if you're just a person watching, you see a guy get opened up and is bleeding buckets and the rest, and the doctors and all that shit, and then they end, the, they end the fight. Like, no, he can't continue. That's a dominant fucking win. What? He, he, he F5'd the guy, then stood over and ba- – oh, no, he kicked out. He, he kicked out, and then he bashed him in the face a bunch of times and opened him up and the match ended. So they would rather him pick him up, F5'd him again, one, two, three. What a bunch of dickheads! That's the le- that's the least exciting finish of the two. If somebody says hey. the guy's going to F five him, he'll kick out. He's going to pick him up and F five him again. One, two, three. Or he's going to F five him, kick out, and he's going to stand. He's going to stand over him and then rain down 
I doubt that. I mean, obviously the blood was hard way, and as soon as he hit him, I was like, "Ooh, that could cut, that." He better be careful. The next one could cut him open. And there was no next one. That one did cut him open, and and then the blood started pool. Whatever. What a stupid I, argument. I had no, I ain't had no complaint with it. I'm just going by what people was complaining about at the ring. Lucky I wasn't in that building. I'd have, I, I, I love being at wrestling shows, telling dumbass wrestling fans off. Because they not going to, number one, they ain't going to do nothing. Right. And and then they always, and they go, oh, yeah, well. Like Triple H and Shawn Michaels, bloodbath at at, Russell, at Royal Rumble 04. And, you know, buckets. And Michaels countered a pedigree on the announce table. Who he's the, the baby face countered, the guy that the crowd clearly wanted to win, Countered getting blasted and put through. It was a last man standing match, so it's not like he had to roll him back into the ring. And he countered, got out of the move, rolled off the table. There was no table announced table spot. The audience booed. And I stood up and lectured the shit out of him. <laughs> Boo! Boo! It's never enough for you fucking people, is it? It's never enough, <laughs> and it's not. And it's not. And that's why wrestling fans and wrestling don't get no respect because the sport is. Stupid, and the fans are even stupider. So, anyway, on that note, good stuff, Willis, man. We'll talk to you. All right. right. (laughs) Fucking wrestling fans. Well, in the arena, it was a little different. Fuck that arena, man. (laughs) If you bought floor seats, no. Well, that's his dumbass fault. For not enjoying a very fucking solid finish to a, whatever. I mean, it might not be the exciting. I don't know. Whatever. I said my part. <sighs> Idiots. Um, let's talk to Kyler. Kyler, what's happening, buddy? What up? Not much, Travis. Uh, you sure you don't need any aspirin or other heart medication, man? He's so worked up, isn't he? What's on your mind? What's happening? Uh, let's see. Uh, my my qu- my question for this week concerns the executive stock sale. Do, All right. Does the fact that both Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn have sold significant amounts of of their shares in WWE at least begin to signal some sort of corporate transition Uh, Cam, wanna tackle that? You, you got me. Um, gosh, I mean, it's kind of the first I heard about it. One. Um, well, Kyle, I guess my question would be: when you say transition, what kind of transition do you mean, really? You mean like uh, different people taking over? You mean uh, like a shakeup on um, like the board of directors? Like, like, what are you kind of inferring as far as the change goes? I guess. <laughs> More, 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 more board 
of directors since we're kind of already seeing creative mm-hmm. moving several different directors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You'd have a, a better feel than me. Like, it seems like I don't know if different people are influencing what's going on now, but again, like, we're raving about SmackDown being a a to-the-point shorter wrestling show. Like, I don't know exactly who's, you know, really involved in that. Um, on the corporate level, again, we just watched a six-hour wrestling show, which I think is still just one of the most ridiculous things ever, albeit that it had good points. So, uh, yeah, not... Uh, not super sure if that really signals um, anything, but typically when people sell a bunch of stocks, it does kind of mean things are starting to change. So, yeah. Travis? Yeah. No, I mean, um, I'm with you. I have a ton to add there. Anything else on your mind, Kylie, for this week? Um, it, it's, it, it's interesting that you said... Big Cass kind of kind of sounds like a WTU earlier because actually Big Cass dropped out of a pre-med program. I was going to say, are you going to give me his bona fides on like how many degrees and shit he got? Drop that out. Okay, med school dropout. You got to be smart to be a med school dropout. Oh. 610 doctor coming around and checking your uh, vitals and doing his rounds. That'd be a... That's what we need. Anyway, my second topic concerns the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Who, who do both of you expect to be the first Cruiserweight Champion coming out of the Cruiserweight Classic in a, in a few weeks? Uh, is, is Abushi under contract? We don't know. I don't think so. Like, I would say, like, he would be my pick. He would be a Bushi. I just think he has. Like, I think, um, like, his look and his size and the fact that he can kind of go that power style and that fast style, like, he would be the guy. Like, of course, I'm, like, I'm partial to how Cedric Alexander moves. Like, to me, like, they couldn't go wrong with Kendrick. Like, Kendrick was really good from what I saw um, and has – a physicality about him. I don't think he has like back on the SmackDown days or even as D. Brian Kendrick with uh with Zeke around. Like I think he's um like I believe his physicality right now because he was in there with a bigger uh you know chisel guy and was good. So I think Kendrick could be a great bridge for that being like kind of a familiar face that they have like as a vet. But I'd say Abushi then Alexander and then Kendrick if I had to go like a one two three. Uh. <clears throat> I'd, I'd probably go a little different or very different. Um, I, my num my number one guy that I for should be their inaugural cruiserweight champion is Jack Gallagher. Just, I mean, he's just he's you know 
a character and and would uh I think get over pretty big with uh, on on uh, with the raw audience. Uh number two, uh yeah, you can't go wrong with uh with any of the, the, the three you mentioned. But just to be different, Gallagher uh oh, oh what am I talking about to be different? I just, I'd put, matter of fact, I'm changing it because I want T.J. Perkins to be the first damn cruiserweight champion. Uh, that would be because everything about like Gallagher, I said, TNA. I'm like, yeah, is said with you know he's a character, all that. So so T.J.P. Uh, Gallagher and uh, and Alexander, yeah, uh, just because uh, obviously the audience had a Danny showing a hell of a highlight reel for this match. The reason I wouldn't say, like, Gallagher if it was me, um, because like, I think he's a character, and I think he's super cool. Um, I think I guess the things he does is good. I also thought the same things about Colt Cabana, who never really got shot. And, and to me, the, those are similar things as far as, like, watching them actually sports entertain. And I'm just like, they didn't go for that. But, no, I, I think he's really good as well. But I think when I think the thing with cruiserweights is I think that gives them an excuse to do more of a, a sports thing. Like again, I always saw like guys like Dean Malenko fighting Rey Mysterio as as the sport of wrestling, not the fight of wrestling. And so I think those guys kind of lend themselves more to that. Um, but yeah, can't go uh, can't go wrong with that as far as that goes. Yeah, TJP out the gate as a first cruiserweight champion. I think that does the division. It would do the division so – because then one, what did they get knocked for? Oh, a bunch of – I mean, historically. Mm-hmm. You know, going back 25, 30 years, oh, you know, they don't have a ton of personality, lightweights, mm-hmm. and, you know, and people are not going to buy them, buy tickets to see them. We know all these years later that that's bullshit, and, mm-hmm. and especially the last 10 or 15 years has taught us anything. It's that, uh, especially under in a WWE context, like, come on, y'all all about, you know, personality and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey Headrocker. Oh, Samoa Joe. Damn, you had a dislocated jaw. No, oh, you could see it, though. Like, the way, like, his reaction to that knee was just, like, oh, my God, I have to grab my jaw. I can't believe it. Yeah, he grabbed that. the inside of his damn uh, mm-hmm. jaw. And then sometimes they're popping your shoulder back in place. You just pop my jaw back in place. If I can. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, who are we talking to? Kylan. Kylan, you still there? Yep, still yeah. there. Who, who's, uh, who's your uh, two or three uh, picks for, for, for Cruiserweight Champion? I'm I'm gonna go with the real dark horse and say I'm picking Brian Kendrick for my first cruiserweight champion. Too bad they don't have followed by Oh sorry, yeah. New newly signed Cedric Alexander. And and then if if they get him signed to an official cause, which I assume they will, 
my third choice would be Kota Ibushi. Yeah. So, how you gonna just take the three that I took, but in different order? Put them in a different order. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go in a dark. You did it in reverse. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, Ibushi, Kendrick, Alexander, T.J. Perkins, Gallagher. Did I pick a third? I picked a third, didn't I, Gallagher, Perkins, Gallagher. You said Alexander is the last one. Yeah, uh, Alexander, you're right, 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 right. Oh, oh, I was going to say, too bad there weren't any real overt heels, except Yeah, it was like the and he went out in the first round. It was round. the French kid, I think. Uh, was it uh, Patois? Uh, Patois. That's right. Yeah. Patois. So, I, it, cause, cause it, because there are so many baby faces, natural baby faces in the Cruiserweight division, or at least, you know, from the Cruiserweight Challenge, Cruiserweight Classic, I almost think you want to put it on a heel. Or... Put it on like a Kendrick or something, and, and make him make him a heel. Just because you yeah, got so I mean, many. I think he can wrestle. Like to me, he's kind of a heel to be with. Like he Kendrick, as far as like the PS3 plan, but yeah, could work. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't take a ton to take him with that look and his, you know, you know. uh, 9-11 was an inside job, man, kind of uh, thing that he has. Yeah. And, and 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 you know, be a heel. Be a decent heel champion. No, great. These fucking authors of pain don't get the fuck out of there. These bullshit-ass masks. And these jobbers need to stop talking that, that f- f- hot shit, too. <laughs> Looking like they ate D Lo Brown. Okay, well. You pretty good news. Pause. All right, let's uh let's talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's happening, man? What's up, third what coast cash, triple C's? Third coast cash. Yeah. Triple C's, man. Even though we <laughs> landlocked. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Shit, somebody was like Somebody was telling me, like, like, uh, like you in Philly, you act like you ain't got to go through the entire state of New Jersey. It was to get me. It was me. I was like, oh, that was you? Oh, yeah, okay, that was, yeah. yeah. That was Cam last week. That was Cam last week. <laughs> okay, yeah. I got, oh, I got man, it. I want to. <laughs> I'm on a coast. <laughs> I can see that I wanna, through I, here. I want to. I'm the one more far inland than you, <laughs> than both of y'all, but I guess Nope. Oh, man, I, like I enjoy talking to you guys, man. I, do, I really enjoy talking to you guys. Y'all take me out of my, my mind out of this um, Dirty South um, area that I'm in. Every week I get to talk to you guys, especially on Twitter where I got the um, the golden ticket with Trav following me. That was- <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand. So did you, did you hear? I would always complain, like, your name never popped up. At, I'm like, I'm spelling it. Weird. Why isn't it popping up on my thing? And and that, that's remember last week I was like tweet me so I can just you know send something back to that 
And then I saw it from whatever. It's like, oh, I'm not even following the guy. Like, there's a, I don't follow you on Instagram because it's a variation of the same picture. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I post too, I post too much. I post too much craziness. I understand that. I, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> oh, crazy? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same stuff. It's just in different different scenarios. Oh, look, I got a thing of Hennessy. Oh, this time I'm at, at this thing. I mean, that's really what all, I mean, like my Instagram. And he, <laughs> How about to say, so Instagram is my Instagram, you're saying? I, yeah, every, like, like, that's not what it's for. Um, oh, yeah. Twitter, I'm, yeah, I'm right? real British. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was definitely an oversight, not, like, uh, uh, something I did on purpose. Oh no, I understood when I first came on and you had um, yelled at somebody about because uh, I think they um, said something about you following them and, and you like I don't I have to vet you before you follow. Before I follow yeah, but you, you, you come on now. I mean, but again, I had these conversations with you I, and I just never noticed. Like, oh, they're always one sided, or they are always started by you. That's why I see the thing and I'm able to respond. And it just I, yeah, I just all the time assume that was. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I got a couple of interesting things that I, I want to hear y'all talk about. Um, yeah. To go back to the interco- um, the Entertainment Coast cast. Um, I find it funny that um, you know, all the DC EUs um, haven't broke even, haven't really broke even yet, because you know, with the Suicide Squad stuck around five hundred million worldwide, needing to get up to eight. Eight seventy five to break. Wait, 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 wait. So they spent five hundred million plus to make that movie? No, with all the um, promotions and all of that stuff, and how much the movie costs, they said they need to make at least eight hundred and seventy five million to break even. Wow. So that means they the spent eight hundred and seventy five million to make the movie. I don't understand. Yes, I, I don't. I didn't understand oh, it either. I, 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 the wording has to like breaking even. No, I mean, you got yeah. to think about. Uh, promotion too. You got to think about advertising. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And What's the um, point of making movies then, if you got to make three quarters of a billion dollars to break fucking even, not to make a profit, a break even. It's cold game. I don't know. I think something's lost in translation. I'd have to look into that. What? Well, they do so much to it, and when you got movies like a Deadpool that spent like. Fifty-five million dollars on the pay Ryan Reynolds a meal, and they made almost eight hundred million, like a couple of, like fifty million up underneath Batman v Superman, you know, and that was a rated R movie, something that people said could never be made for a superhero mm-hmm. movie. You know, you have to look at it like that too. So that's that's what's so awesome, and um. I got a, I got something for y'all that I want y'all to think about. Um, I know that yeah. I hate that Finn got hurt myself. Right now, he one of my number one guys that I like to watch in wrestling. But I think I was talking uh, about this with Rich. I was thinking that this could be a blessing in the sky, short-term and long-term for the WWE and both rosters, where if you allow Seth to win Monday, book him strong, Maybe turn um, Kevin Owens' face, let him chase for the next uh, few months, coming, um, letting it all end up at the Royal Rumble, because Finn might should be back probably the day after the Rumble, and setting up a match, setting up a match for WrestleMania. That's one match, and allowing the Rumble maybe to be won by Nakamura, 
challenge maybe a heel AJ. That's two matches. Then you got to face KO, maybe going against uh, heel Brock. There you go, three. What y'all think about that one? Then in the short term, Eddie. since everybody since everybody say that Bailey is the new John Cena and the WWE need a new type of shakeup, a different shakeup, maybe let her and Charlotte headline the shows. And at the end of the show, since you got football coming up, you need something totally different outside of the box that might could work and it don't hurt if you try it. See if she really jumped the new John Cena and she can captivate people in main event in the shows every other week or however they want to do it, till Rumble or whatever, to when you want to switch it to your WrestleMania season. That's um, my first two. I want to hear what y'all think about that, then I got something else. Kevin Owens ain't facing Brock Lesnar uh, at, at WrestleMania. That's not because I don't want to see it, but well, you know, and and they're they're not exactly. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the first two I like AJ and Nakamura. Again, I still don't think that's going to happen at WrestleMania, especially if the other one is Finn versus Seth. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Brock, look, Brock has to fight somebody, though. Like, he's got to fight somebody every year. Uh, you know, like, he's, like, probably not Roman again. You know, that was a really good match. So, I don't know, the, like, does Cesaro do that? You know, like... What, against Brock? No, I, I, I yeah. don't think so. It's going to be... It's probably just going to be a Roman Reigns or something. You can try to reheat that up. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm thinking about fight. guys he hasn't fought, and like Kevin Owens is going to be there at the top. But like, it ain't going to be Jericho, you know. So. It should be Samoa Joe. Yeah, but well, yeah. it's not going to be Joe. Just like it ain't going to yeah. be Owens. I mean, you got to put somebody has to be there though. Like somebody. He can take his ass home for all I give a fuck about. Now this is this is yeah that's more personal taste. That's that's you and your and you're lamenting about the. Uh, the, uh, the 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 infrastructure of uh, Suplex City, as it were. <laughs> and you haven't even talked about that. You were not, Samus was it, not a happy camper. Ooh. Yeah, Suplex City is the fucking worst. Like I'd be, I'd I'd be, you know, that that kid that grew up in Suplex City. Like I can't wait till I turn eighteen so I can get the fuck out of this bullshit ass <laughs> one horse town. <laughs> Man, what did I say? Same, bar, same bars on every corner, corny ass women, music scene is garbage. That's Suplex City. Mm-hmm. That one interstate that's always like backed up or got construction. Suplex bitch ass city. Yikes. God damn. Do something different. Come on, Brock. The least creative wrestler right now, and then when you hear the shit Dean had to say about him, it's like I don't give a fuck about UFC. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, shooting everything down. I ain't gonna do that. And then oh, I was so mad I couldn't because uh, it's the point's gonna be so old by the time I get back on the Friday livecast, which won't even be day after tomorrow. Um, Way talking about. Uh, yeah, imagine, like, with the spots Dean is, like, proposing. Like, 
Have we ever, have you ever gotten reports that Dean Ambrose is, like people are turning down Dean Ambrose's suggestions? Like you would have heard that. Yeah. If he had a reputation for being Mr. CZW, you know, wanting to implement, you know, all these crazy, wacky spots and dangerous stuff, like, I doubt he was like, all right, Brockton, I'm going to take the weed whacker to the back of your calf, right? And then when the skin peels off, do you go, like, no. And I'm going to throw you on this bed of nails. Like, it was just probably just normal spots, spots, wrestling spots. That Brock just was like, no, I ain't doing because I'm a fucking asshole mm-hmm. and a fucking lazy pussy. And I don't do shit, and I got this big money fight coming up that don't yes. nobody know about. So in this context, I'm just being a real bitch-ass motherfucker, just being a real un- unmoving, un you know, just not working with, you know, being uh, conducive to, to, to working together and all that kind of stuff. So, fuck Brock Lesnar, fuck Suplex City. And that's not even taking into consideration. I guess I'll wait a little bit. I mean, Orton's like, no, it's okay. I knew it was coming. Like the, Did you know he was going to get sliced open hard way by a sharp-ass elbow? Yeah. You know. Better than me. Props to Jericho for... And when he said, you should, you're going to hit me or kiss me, bitch, he should have punched him right in the fucking face. Yeah. Took just took whatever. And, hey, and a bunch of people back here. And he's not gonna do too much. I'll be a fucking hero and a legend, even if I got a black eye. So what? Hey, what's what's one black eye? Yeah, they get the story come out. Brock Lesnar hit me or kiss me, bitch, and the guy punched him square in the fucking mouth. Oh, that Jericho. That's like the third guy he's beat up. <laughs> Jericho beat up what? Goldberg. Batiste, no, no, Booker T beat up Batiste, the punk ass. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see what we got here in the last five minutes. Oh, oh, Darrell had another thing. Uh, Darrell, yeah, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, um, you were talking about how to, because um, I love when you go off on your, um, your, your pop-off moments, when you pop off and just be yelling and screaming <laughs> about something that irritates you. Like with the fans and um, how they be feeling, oh, how they be in the. Re- I hate that too because really that be fanatics, which is what a fan really is. Because most people like when y'all talk about the Flash, y'all talk about how y'all talk about shows when based on entertainment, not how the laughter the laughter's on the person costume look or. <laughs> yeah. uh, or uh, stuff like that, or uh, want to get to know the people personally, how they outside of the job and stuff like that. If you catch me outside of my job, I, I ain't trying to be nice and friendly, especially when I just got off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But fanatics yeah. expect you to be all this and that in that way, and I hate that too because people all upset about the title didn't even notice that the guy got hurt in the match because maybe they was trying to get the fan and get you fanatic off of that belt and into the match so they start doing more high spots and stuff like that. I can't say they was, but that could be another example of it and could possibly blame on how y'all reacting to the match was because y'all so upset about the color of a belt that don't mean nothing. The belt don't make you the champ. It's what you do 
why are you the champ that makes you the champ? Like, <laughs> because the color of my belt, horrible, don't mean I'm not the champ. Is the NBA trophy ugly? Means that they ain't the champion of the NBA because they don't want um, four games in the um, NBA finals. Like, that shit don't make no sense. I don't be understanding um, fans a lot of the time. So I'll be right right, right along with you, Trav. I, I, <laughs> I love when you popped off about that, man. That, that was awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, some stuff just got to gotta be said. Said in a way where, you know, can't leave any room for ambiguity. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, man, sir. let me uh, try to yeah. grab some more of these calls before they kick us off here. All right, no All right. problem. Y'all have a good night. Definitely. Talk to you. Uh, damn, I guess Mike from uh, – oh, no, there you go, Mike. Bad. Mike, what's happening? What Thanks for holding on. Trav Cam, you already know, like, you know, not the dick rider, piggyback, you know, off of the well, man, this shit, you know, this shit is therapeutic every Wednesday. Real shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, like, to add on what you said, like, it should be nobody else but Samoa Joe at Brock, you know, with Brock at me. Taking on Brock, yeah. I mean, because if you look at it, all of the nostalgia acts, you know, fucking crippled the, uh, uh, man, uh, uh, or hurt him, you know what I mean? Or put him out. Yeah. Like, who else do you got that's crippled? Like, that's crippled. Sure. I do not want to see a 50-year-old Goldberg versus him. No, Goldberg stay his ass on. That's what he should do. Go, you know, go, go fuck with his muscle car. Well, woman, my, my kids never seen me wrestle. Man, fuck your kids. So what? Didn't Shawn Michaels say the same shit? Like, so what? They can see you, nine ninety nine, right? That's what they always call it. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Get that new two. Ain't you featured in the new 2K17? Shut right. up. Right. That shit on the loop. And yeah, yeah, they agree. Like, the fans, I'm like, yo, everybody, oh, let's hurt. I mean, that's, that's devastating. I mean, Brock is an asshole, but the way he beat him, that was, that was, that was similar to a UFC topic. What does the ref do when he sees somebody fucking bleeding the river and not, you know, defending themselves in the mountains, you know, position? He stopped the fight, right? All right. Like, people just take shit too serious. With the belt, too, like, I think that was overdone, like, right? the fucking belt, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, like, after, like, here's the thing. If I'm there alive, like, regardless of how I feel about their belt, like, I'm not chaining that the belt's terrible during the match. Like, like have the respect for the people that you're there seeing who are doing everything they can to, like, to not throw that out there. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's like somebody at the end of game seven or the finals, like, talking about the players' suits. Like, this is an important moment. Like, what are you like? You're focused on the wrong things at this point. By the way, Mike, have you seen James Harden's shoes? No, I gotta. I'm gonna actually, you know, check some the balls to try and see those shoes. Yeah, I'm, I'll put those on Facebook here in a little bit because they're horrible. Right, so a, they look like they look like work boots. Yeah, yeah I ain't fucking with them. I'm waiting. Work boots. I'm actually waiting for those classics. Um, those 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 ones to drop again. They come out next Saturday. Are you talking about the, the, the Jordan ones that got coming out? Yep. The new blue ones? The band. No, the band. Yeah, the band. The one 
the originals. Yeah. No, they. I'm, yeah, I seen them. I think I've seen them with like a like a uh, blue colorway, but they're they're yeah. They're like those and like the new ones that got coming out and the thirties they got coming out. Are the thirty twos? I think they look really I good. Think, I think like, thirty one. Yeah, yeah, this was the first one in a while. Thirty one. Like, yeah. No, I mean the first. You know, as far as like newer joints, like this was the first mm-hmm. one in a while. I was like, all right, these shits ain't, ain't so bad. Yep. yep, they look good. They they do look good. Um, yeah, yeah I got to figure it out. Let me cut you off. Let me tell you, um, man, I think I'm going to be up your way Christmas, man. I think I'm going to be off Staten Island for Christmas, man. We got to link up. Yeah, we definitely got to. That's, that's a fact. That's a super fact. You got to show me. You got to braid whatever snow y'all going to have. Y'all got to you gotta take me somewhere. I get some good food. Maybe... Maybe a little bit of something else, but we'll, we'll talk about that, though. Oh, that's a fact. Definitely. Definitely. I wish travel, you know, was on that trip, too, but we're going to tear the town up, man. Yes, sir. We're going to tear the town up. Um, yeah, so the you got people on Staten Island, Cam? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to um, – I'll probably do Christmas in uh, Christmas in uh, Maryland and then do New Year's in uh, New York. Where Faison are going to be? I mean, with, with me. Christmas, oh, which you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you know, move move on a little bit. You know, I ain't catch SummerSlam because you know, like I told Rich, I you know I had to jet out of town to send my you know my kid. That boy broke his arm playing ball. Man, man. Uh, yeah, so he had to have surgery. That was Saturday, so we watched it at the crib. I fell asleep, you know, but I got back in the morning, so I did make it to, you know, um, to the rock. Like, what I picked up from it was, like, you know, everybody was exhausted, like, you know, for the whole weekend, because it seemed like everybody that was there was at every show, you know, was at both shows. So, you know, to me, by the time we got the world, you know, it was like, all right, we there, but, you know, I and then with Finn getting hurt, you know, that kind of, like, took the, sucked the air out the room, too. But to me, all in all, I thought, you know, SmackDown was the weight, was the far better show. Like, the two is the two hours. It's the time difference. The two hours. They weave everything through. You know, and it makes sense. And I'm looking forward to seeing that Dean versus AJ. And to me, I think AJ is going to win. I think he won Vince over to the point, like, this guy can carry this brand. And if you just, like, his response is everywhere is just ridiculous. And I'm starting to notice they're putting more and more merch out for this guy. So that means he's, you know, he's doing something. He's doing something right. He got about at least three, four different T-shirts on, you know, shop.com. He he better, especially after, after the promo on uh, last night, he better come out with it. They better put out an AJ Styles uh, headband, armband, whatever. No, nah, they do. I think they do got that already. They, got they already? The okay. You know how many well, kids, yo, 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 y'all, truthfully, like, he. he why ain't he like, whoring himself out and, and playing them or wearing them on TV? What the fuck? No, nah, he wear the gloves and armband. Oh, the gloves. Okay. Yeah, he had the armband on, on Sunday. Okay, but, okay. Um, I've seen a lot of kids, you know, mix it. They had to seen the shirt, seen the hat, AJ gloves. Some had that, you know, the whole AJ get up. I'm like, he's really, 
he just wasn't really getting over. But my thing is SmackDown made me more shot. Like, I mean, bringing in the Kurt Hawkins, so what? You know, it's like we know where he's headed. <laughs> Yo, he's going to, like, what the fuck he's was not those videos? They were like the little video. What? The little Kurt facts and shit? Kurt Hawkins, fucking Radish or whatever? They're still in Matt Hardy version one gimmick. That's all they're doing is rehashing the Matt facts. Remember the Matt facts when he was version one. <sighs> yeah, I think they need some more, you know, some, some more people. I think some more Joe would benefit more from being on SmackDown and being like their attraction. Like, she be told, you want to flip it, this is what I follow train of thought, and yet I got to move on. This is what I was thinking of, you know, as far as that. Um, Ms. Bryan segment, like, why don't you have, you know, because they're not going to clear Bryan, and then you start, you talk about this new staff, that's a, a segue for Joe to come in that backlash, take fans to confidence and, and try to, you know, build that a little bit. I think that, you know, they can do that. What's your thoughts on that? Wait, what are they going to do? No, I said, um, you know, the whole Brian Miz debacle and right. shit. I said that could yeah. have been a segue, you know, for him to like, all right, since you, you know, Miz, you, you know, you talking so crazy, I got to do perfect for the, you know, with that style. Right. Thing. The only That's thing. Introduce, you know, introduce, introduce Joe at Backlash. Oh, oh, okay. Chill, wow. Miz. But as, as, as. It's kind of a – somebody had a similar suggestion that Brian should now just do whatever he got to do to get the IC title off Miz. And they're like, well, that's kind of a dick heelish thing to do. Like, You know, Brian's a baby face. You want him being a scumbag trying to screw a heel out of a title? Now, we might all, like, sit here and go, yeah, he deserves it, but it's not really an honorable thing to do. Like, you don't do, yeah, he deserves it. That's not – that's not the answer. It's not people deserve a lot of things, but being a good person and an honorable person means sometimes you let stuff go or you get them back or punish them, whatever, in a less humiliating or whatever way. You just say, All right, somebody's gonna I don't know, I just they'd have to walk a fine line. They'd have to do it in in, in a way where 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 Joe deserved it and it was clear and it was just a smirk that Brian had, like, oh, okay, you know. Not like a, yeah, I can't wait for you not to hold the title. Just like a sly little grin, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I was just saying, you know, have Joe as the perfect opponent. Have Joe coming in and just crush him like certain TNA 05, little five-minute matches, you know, just crush him, muscle bust him, choke his ass out. And I'm just thinking that. That's a sneaker? That's a sneaker. That's a fucking sneaker? That's a sneaker. Let me check what this. What the fuck? That's horrible. Oh, it's the worst. And and what's with the... And what's with the... It's not exactly the soul, but kind of going towards the soul near the heel. What's with yeah, what this... Latte colored. Uh... <laughs> what? Oh man! Those just look like the. Uh, they look like the the Nike ACG boots. What the fuck? They do look like ACG. I wear ACG. 
exclusively but as far as Nike. But you wear yeah. you yeah. Like with your ATG jeans and your polos, but you don't wear them to hoops. <laughs> he got on. He got on GBX lows. Those are horrible. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is all? Those oh, look like orthopedic shoes. Oh, so somebody said they look like you brew uh, prison wine in them. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> who was he with? Who, who, who was he with? Nike Reebok? Adidas. They need to they need to just stick to the boots right now. That's what yeah, they're winning at. Give them some shell phones. Well, Stan Smith or something, man. What are they paid them, uh, what, $200 million, though. They, hey, $200 million, I'll be wearing some ugly shoes, too. Yeah, I'll wear whatever they want anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the shits are horrible, though. Oh. Yeah, those are terrible. I don't know. It just seems like as the years go on, designs, they they just losing their mind with the design of some of these sneakers. Those and those fucking stuff, Curry. Get those shits out of here. Uh, Darrell says on Twitter, AJ has one of the most uh, merch on on uh, WWE shop. So He does. I think he, to me, I think he's going to win that backlash. From the way it was set up after the match, how he just took the, the headphones, I mean, the, you know, the, the headset off of Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I mean, like, it's just, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 um, last thing, remember, just listen. Do you think um, Ryan Owens and he? Go all the way, or is it going to be the awesome? They, you know, they should be tag team champions. I don't know if it's right at the beginning, but they really should. Like, again, he played it as one of the best things they have going. If far, they don't win those damn goddamn tag titles, who the fuck else is? Well, I mean, Tell me right now. now. But who? American Alpha. Oh, that's that's what I thought y'all was talking about. No, he said he said Rhino and Heath. Oh my God! No, <laughs> Mike, I'll fuck you up, Mike. <laughs> that means they would beat American Alpha probably in the final. In the final. Because <laughs> that's the way. Because that's the way Shane worded it last night. In order for you gotta win the whole order, thing. Right. Well, yeah, they you gotta get win them it all. the finals, but they ain't gotta win the whole thing. Come on. And you just keep but the I, story going. I think that Brock. Segment though helped him, took him to another. Like he was already hot, but I think it it raised his you know stock a little bit too. Got to do it. Yo, when it, when the hand got put on his shoulder, I was like, that better not be Rhino, and it damn sure was. <laughs> yep. The poli- the politician, the Republican. <laughs> he said, if I, he said, I want to help you. Take care of your kids, and you're a new above ground fool. <laughs> oh my God! Right. That's what we need. American Alpha, they can wait their turn. <laughs> I see the Usos here coming, coming too. They try to do it slow, but I see it coming. Yo, know, I think one of the best things coming out of SummerSlam was the fact that uh, you know Usos stole the uh, like stole the pin. And just, like, the subtle kind of argument and then, like, the reaction looks, like, between the Usos and American Alpha, I thought it was done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we were trying to figure it out, like, 
we didn't really know how me and Damon, maybe we turned the show on at that moment in the middle of that match. They were trying to figure out if it was uh, all teams for themselves. They were like, oh, no, it's a triple, th- you know, th- three on three teams yeah, on three well, teams. Six on six, yeah. And I was like, because he was like, no. He was like, no, they uh, they they weren't. Uh, I was like, Damon, if they weren't on the same team, he wouldn't just let him get the pen. He would he would have broken it up, and he's like, oh okay, right, right. But yeah, I was like, see, it's subtle. I was like, he's just kind of upset, but they won, so he can't be too mad. So that was uh, that was cool. Come on, Rich, don't let this goddamn. And last thing, fellas, wasn't that Brian, wasn't that Brian last night too? That said, our tag team division is about the titles and not um testicles or some shit like that. And yeah. not what? Testicles. <laughs> yeah, so he'd he be licking shots on, on, on Tuesday Yo, night. Yo, he'd be man. taking bad shots. So he when you take shot. one back, I mean, whatever. He just right. That's, see, he got to eat that. Like, you've been taking shots. You've been, the, the Milky Way title, all that, you've been taking shots forever, for longer. Yeah, he running his mouth, got caught up. Yeah, you got to win. It'll be interesting to see, like, if they incorporate that into the show next week, or if that's something that's just, uh, yeah, how, you know, on the talking smack. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. I, I, I mean, I think you can do it. It just would take a little. Yeah. And you was right to ask for the CWC. They do get that that uh, trophy that they displayed. That uh, yeah, NXT. I saw. Uh, yeah. I, I saw footage. Triple H, somebody they revealed it. It was on Oh, those fucking over. Uh, motorcycle guys. The same guys that made the belt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So are West Coast Customs or West yeah. Coast Choppers? Okay. Joe, do y'all think they, this, and this is last for the next, do y'all think they're going to change the colors on on a world title on SmackDown or they should just leave it? Just leave it. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't have, because they made their women's one blue, so they can't make a, well, they going to make it a really bright, stupid blue, like they made theirs a bright, stupid red with a little texture on it? I mean, yeah, I hope they don't. All right, fellas, that's all I got for the night. Next Wednesday. Oh. All right, Mike, okay. take care, man. Yes, it is me. How y'all doing today, guys? What's happening? Uh, doing well, man. Doing well. Yeah, I dipped in a, a, a earlier, but I had to dip out real quick, so I missed it a little bit. But I, uh, a couple of things I, I wanted to say. One, Dolph Ziggler needs to uh, be trained by Travis on how to actually use intensity when you get loud. Because you allowed that, to be loud? Well, apparently, I, I was in, you know, anytime I fucking raise my voice, it's like, hey, calm down, have a, you know, have a stroke or a heart attack. Like, Dude, okay. I was driving, and I, first thought it caught me off guard, and I was like, I love it. And that's the first thing I thought, thought about was, Dolph Ziggler got loud, but I didn't feel his intensity. I said, I didn't feel you got that loud, but I felt you were intense, because the stuff you were talking about, I completely agreed with. Like, you like, gave a shit about what he was saying, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I feel like, and essentially, like, I just didn't feel like Dolph gave a shit about what he was saying. Like, he really did come across as a guy reciting lines, 
And they were good lines. They just wasn't well acted out. Um, that was one. Two, I am in the very minority. I actually like the way that belt looked, and it's only because I, I, I knew Finn was winning, and I felt that it was going to fit him. And I, I just genuinely think it looks looks pretty cool. Um, that's just me personally. Uh, but the whether you agreed with how the belt looked or not, really, guys, that's what y'all focused on, the way the belt looked. First off, WWE yeah. shouldn't even show the belt until after the match was over so everybody could see it all at once and Finn could see it for the first time when he right. wins. Right. I uh, agree So that. that was yeah. – that, that, uh, that was ridiculous uh, with that aspect, too. Uh, and also, I mean, I'm pretty certain y'all touched on this several times, but that uh, I, I remember when y'all mentioned to the guy that uh, the show, uh, that, uh, if he would have went to Raw, he would have been exhausted. I mean, he shouldn't have been exhausted. SummerSlam should have just been three hours, and all those matches that they those pointless matches should have never existed. Like yeah. is, uh, all those extra pay-per-views that were adding to the thing, maybe add two for Raw exclusive and two SmackDown, and that's it. They don't need that many extra pay-per-views because if y'all would build up solid storylines on Raw, solid on every fucking swamp. Oh, that's nice. man. Uh, but if they would build up those matches really good, then you would have each show would be booked with only things that mattered for Raw, yeah. only things that mattered for SmackDown. And what goes on last? Well, if so and so went on last, uh, if Raw went on a uh, last last pay per view, then SmackDown goes on unless they right. got something really 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 hot. Then you just make that call on the fly. That. Uh, I love the finish with Brock and Randy because it made me think, holy cow, what happened here? I was, I, and I love those moments when I don't know what's going on. And they did announce that there was a winner by TKO after the referee had finally got Brock to stop attacking Randy for the third time. They said winner by TKO, Brock Lesnar. Right. It it was very that is no a finish to the match. That is a that was a credible finish. Uh, it, that's how it, Kevin it, Owens won the NXT title. Finish should have been not for should have been, but it, they could disqualify. Like Brock wasn't even listening to the refs a little bit. How I, I even said it, I was like reverse the decision. Mm-hmm. But and, because and, they don't and, do that, they would have just been like, you know, tear down the and, fucking arena kind of moment because fans are not used to that kind of a finish. I, I mean, but I mean, the ref didn't use that five count. Like, he should have listened to the ref, but I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he wouldn't. Have, he didn't touch the ref, so if the ref wanted him to stop, I know the ref, they typically give you that one, two, three, four. He didn't, they didn't, they didn't give him the count, so Brock was able to still hit as far as I'm concerned. I could be wrong on the rules right there. Uh, but with the with the result that they got, I think it, me personally, I think it worked out really well because, one, Brock is a monster, and after that night, I don't know if WWE's categorizing that thing, but I think he's a heel now. 
Yeah. I could be wrong. And Randy Orton got a lot of love on SmackDown as far as I saw because they were like, yeah, really they that he, so, and the only, and, and as much as I, 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 I'm interested in a very wide Randy Orton thing, I think they should have waited for next week for that. Yeah. What about uh, Brock's fine? Any, 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 uh, so I assume the joke was Like when somebody posted in the group me Or on maybe the Facebook group Like ain't this some shit Or this some silly shit And it was 500 I was like oh They missed their they, I was like the joke must be Or the absurdity must be They they find him $500,000 Because remember Truth and, and Miz got fined 250 grand a piece For something stupid I don't know Oh, for the stuff with the with the with uh, in that in that Hell in a Cell match, huh? Mm-hmm. I forget. That so I was like, oh, oh 500k for that? Wow! So they're really uh, at least they're being cons- excuse me being consistent. <laughs> but no, the whole joke is it's 500 bucks. <laughs> Remember, Seamus' storyline got uh, fined a million for uh, I think uh, broke kick in the ref. Um, <laughs> So he just might so basically five. basically you're working for free for the next three years is what, yeah. <laughs> what they're saying. Enjoy this indentured servitude. Like, bruh. Oh man. So but I, I, I truly did like that finish. I wish the Bray Wyatt stuff would have happened next week. Um as far as Raw goes, I don't when is the next do y'all know when the next pay per view that Raw wrestlers are gonna be on? Yeah, Night of mm-hmm. Champions. Flash of Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, September. Good. So it's two weeks right, after the SmackDown one. Because I, I feel like um, as far as winners go for that, one, I'm pretty certain y'all both would agree Cass is not ready. Yeah, uh, nah, nah, just yet. I'm not going to say not ready, but I think it's too early for him. For who? That, uh, for Big Cass. Is that even a question? Like who? Yes, you did. Yes, yeah, you're, yes. You're, you're on the mark right. with that one. All right, I thought I thought somebody was uh, saying, "Oh no, it's not." He, he's ready now. No, um, got it there. Don't, we can't do Roman because which they're probably going to do Roman, but we can't do Roman because the crowd would revolt. We we can do said, but it's going to feel more like a a, a repeat. I think we just go all in and do Owens. And even if we have to get, I mean, he has a tag partner right now in Jericho. If y'all want to use him as a way to help get that over, like, y'all can utilize that tool. Jericho's pretty creative. Y'all, he can, uh, he can, they can come up with something to make this work for Kevin Owens. Because uh, the other options, I'm just not, uh, I, I'd be feeling to set Rollins option. But that's if they made him a baby face like I would like to because I want to cheer the guy and I don't want to boo him. Uh, that, that's just how, that's how that goes there. Uh, but they would have to turn Roman Hill as well. They need to flip those two. That's the only way I'm, I want to watch another Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins match. Their characters have to be flipped. Mm. At least for the time yeah. being. Uh, I have a, a theory to uh, pass to you all right, uh, about Dean Ambrose and his... Uh, I guess it's popularity. Mm-hmm. So when Dean won the title, you know, uh, 
we were concerned about uh, and it, and it, I mean, it's evident in the pop that he gets because he gets one, but it's not as I feel like the ump kind of went away a little. Do y'all think that uh, it's because he cashed in on set right after they were happy that he took the title from Roman, so they didn't even get a chance to appreciate the fact that Roman doesn't have the title now, as opposed to, oh, yes, we're happy Roman doesn't have it, then Cassette has it. Oh, wait a minute, Seth doesn't have it no more. So now we got to switch the chairs over that soon. I think that was a terrible call on WWE's part whenever they pulled that one off. That was Battleground, or not Battleground. It was Money in the Bank. And it was like, well, the whole gimmick was everybody in the Shield was champion in five minutes. Yeah, but if that uh, concept, like, that is some corny (laughs) nonsense. That's that's corny. That is corny. All that for a hug, let freaking freaking Roman win, let Dean cash in on him. And guess what? You can hand the title to set, and oh, guess what? You held the title. Like, like do that shit behind the scenes. Like, nobody needs to see that extra nonsense. Like that, because uh, it was that was that's corny. Oh, everybody in the shield was champion for one night, so we get to take a picture and hug. That is lame. That does nothing for the story. Nothing. If anything, it hurts the story because they taking pictures together like they're buddy buddy because they are. But that goes against everything on the screen. I didn't it's see the, the one thing. I didn't. I didn't see a hug. Oh, I seen the picture. They took a picture of them all hugging and all, and you know, it's kind of it's basically like the four horse women. Uh, after they do anything ever, anytime uh, they do anything ever, so you know, Bailey wins the title from Sasha. Oh, they be having a hug it out party with Becky Lynch, Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey. Oh, the other one just got the title from the other one. Oh, we're going to have a hug it out party with all of them, man. It's, it, it, it's, I get it, guy. I get it, but that's why I loved when uh, they did the deal whenever Kevin Owens then put on that good match, and Kevin Owens was like, buckball this, man. Like, he, I think when they handed him something, and he threw it at his face, like, I'm not, I'm not entertaining this. I'm not cool with him. Right. Uh, that's the type of things we we need. And did I, I think I caught the back end of uh, y'all touching on the Jericho Brock Lesnar altercation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so happy to hear that uh, that happened. Yeah. Because if I would have been in Jericho's shoes, I would have been wanting to know the same thing. And it was yeah. real simple. Like the authority figures back there, they caused. Yeah. The why were they being so fucking vague? Yeah. Like why they already home off. Like this isn't like, this wasn't like uh, 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 Baron Corbin or Paulo Cruz or not even go that young. This wasn't even Dolph Ziggler pissed off. Like what was that? What was that? Is this was this was that planned? And then like that's Chris Jericho, Michael Hayes. Why are you blowing him off? I don't care if it was newly signed Cedric Alexander asking him this question. It already happened. Like. It's a simple yes or no question. Yeah, that's what hey. makes me think it wasn't. It obviously the hard way. I mean, that's just pretty clear. He wasn't supposed to like with the bucket. Like that. Yeah, I don't think yeah, at all. I don't think it was planned for him to to to, to, to lead, or he wasn't going to gig himself. You know, so I uh, and uh, and, and uh, just a small uh, little anecdote that I loved about Randy when he came out. He still was mocking Brock. 
Like, yeah. he comes out, he gives a pop, he does a little thing. So it's obvious we're getting this rematch at some point. Um, and I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Uh, Whatever. A, I mean, I think maybe. It's, I think it's, I'm, I'm not looking, looking forward to any Brock Lesnar that's, that's yeah, they need brother. to get out this. Uh-uh. And I like I like Brock, but they need to get out this Suplex City thing. Like, no, it, it was, they do not have to get out of Suplex City. That's like saying you're city planner, and they can say, "Hey, this is what the city." And then every 800 buildings, all of them are 12 to 15 stories high and the same color. You wouldn't go. Ah, time to shut down the city, or let's not build the city. You'd just be like, <laughs> "No, it's like." Put some skyscrapers here, some this building with the you know well, the, whatever the fucking like auditorium or, or a, a well, so you're, you're saying they need to add, you're saying they need to add to it essentially, right? Fuck yeah, Taz was the human right. reflex machine. Watch a damn, right. watch two Taz matches and then go from All there. Right, so that's that's I guess that's essentially what I was getting at because it's kind of uh, a German suplex is my favorite wrestling move to see, but not anymore because one, that's all he would do. And before uh, before that John Cena match, it was real. Uh, I, I was really enjoying his matches, and um, especially the one with Roman. It was it felt like a fight. It felt like, and then he hits the line, and it's like, oh, I could just really just chill and. Just just German suplex guys and then go home and get my get my big check like I I, I get uh get the uh, whole concept about him being lazy, but and that but that's because I just feel like he he just knows it's like hey uh I'm gonna just come in do some suplexes and go home and that's uh it, I, that's overstate is welcome for me so he needs to add more. Suplexes to Suplex City. He needs to add another highway, interstate, uh, school, and but auditorium. How hard would it be to do a belly to belly? Just a regular. How hard would it be? An overhead belly to belly. Just he like, used to do uh, them. No, I'm, no exactly. I'm not saying he can't do them. I'm saying, like, like you're saying, like, just do it. <laughs> just do a belly to belly, like. Ugh. Yeah. And so it, that that it gets kind of. Uh, Monotonous uh, to mm-hmm. see it happen. So um, that that that's one thing. Is I mean, it's even it's getting uh, like that with my boy Cesaro because they just it, he he's probably were doing these uppercuts as much as he does them because he's like, well, they're not going to let me win, go over in the match anyway. Why do something ultra spectacular or work harder in the ring when at the end of the day I'm still not going to get the push that I should be getting. Yeah. Oh, so, right there. So, okay. uh, so that and, and and y'all know as I know, is my guy. I'm I mean I would be excited for him to have a best of seven series with almost anybody but Chambers. Look, you know what I so think far they're they're, they're doing though. my plan. I still except not they didn't they didn't use the language. I I thought going into the open the number one match, match one, which is three, uh should have been the Drew uh uh this Saber Junior Gulak match is really good by the way. Uh the, mm-hmm. the story should have been you can't it's so hard to beat a guy three times in a row. And Seamus 
and 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 Cesaro has beaten Sheamus th- twice in the last month. So, uh, you know, I, I almost I almost expect Sheamus to go up one nothing. You know, whoever. Uh, what's his face? Corey Graves or you know somebody's in that, uh, analyzing the match, and then he wins, right? And then they say, see, it just you know it's just so tough to, to beat a guy three times in a row, and then. Cesaro beats him four times in a row and wins four one. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, see, I, that would have been a lot. Uh, it, it would. It's a lot better story than, than the one. He still can beat him four straight, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that's just. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing Cesaro wrestle, just not Sheamus. I guess. I guess what they're going to do is make me wait to see Cesaro wrestle in another, in a different match. Yep. So I gotta wait. What I gotta wait six weeks now before I see him wrestle anybody else on TV. At least. Oh my god! Oh my god! Dude, oh that would have been an awesome finish. All right, Brad, man. Uh, yeah, six weeks. You had to wait. So. Man, I'm not. That that's just this. I don't know. I'm. That that sucks. That he should have been one of those qualifying matches, even if he loses in the fatal four way. Like, it would have been nice to have him in there again. Uh, I still feel it's premature to even have Cass in the match, let a, you know, let alone win. Uh, Cesaro would have fit a lot better. And even if it, it, it should, even if it shouldn't be Cesaro and he would win, that probably would be the dynamic. shit out of each other. For real. They're going at it. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Brad. We'll talk to you next week. I want to get out of here. Watch All right, right. Y'all, y'all be good. Sure will, Have man. All right, that's it for us this week. Super long uh, overtime portion of the show. So, uh, yeah, VIP, stay tuned. Later. All right.